I'm from Brooklyn. You just wash your hair. You know, I work on my hair a long time. You can hit it. He hits my hair. Episode 87 of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace Podcast. Hello, Brooklyn. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hello, um, everyone. Sitting here, thank you, Siv, for inviting me to your home. No problem. Um, Just made it easy for me. Everyone come here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's yeah, still probably. in his pajamas. Yeah. I haven't even got... I'm not even <laughs> got, I don't blame you. <laughs> I'm <Awesome. showered. laughs> I'm just hanging out. Sitting here with Siv from, obviously, Gorilla Biscuit, Siv, and... Jules. Oh my god. Yeah. Jules is here. From Alone in a Crowd and Side by Side. Yeah, I'm uh, I, I, apparently I'm doing the, uh, the the podcast circuit now. I guess it's, it's a circuit. All <laughs> right. This is my first podcast. Is it really? Yeah. Which is, see, I'm an old pro. Awesome. See, I'm a pro now. You, you actually, just, I'm going to follow you. Just follow my lead. Not my first well, day. Well, you seem comfortable. You <laughs> see, he's petting a dog. Yeah. yeah, there's dogs, there's coffee. Chatting it up, there's coffee. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I just, you know what? I just, I was offered a few of these things for tattooing or for like hardcore stuff, and I'm just like, eh, no right. one, no one, who cares what I have to say? I'm not pushing anything. Right. Let someone else do it who's got something important to, you know, contribute. Right. I got stories. Yeah, it was, it was awesome though, because I'll reach out to pretty much not anybody, but people who I find interesting or if I'm a fan of the band. And just to see, I'll just throw it out there. Hey, you feel like you know doing a podcast? I'll make it convenient for you. I'll come to you. I'll meet you somewhere to make it obviously more convenient for you. And yeah. you were just like, eh, I don't do the podcast thing, but thanks anyway. And I was like, All right, that's cool because there's several people that they just don't do it, and that's fine. Well, I haven't. I haven't. I mean, I've had people call my law firm. Oh, and, yeah? and be like, hey, what? do you want to do an interview for my fanzine? And I'm like, dude, no. You know, this was maybe 10 years ago. Or really? Something. Yeah, it would be random. Yeah. Uh, it would be random. Uh, but I always decline because I'm, you know, what do I have to talk about? Yeah. I mean, at this point. Well, you, you do, and people are interested. Well, if people ask about, like, oh, well, what happened, you know, yeah. back then. But but in terms no, of, like, what's the, going on now, I got nothing I do to this, say. I do the same thing. People will be like, I like when the, the sales pitch is like... Like they're doing you a favor. Like, all right, I'm gonna let you. <laughs> oh, see, nah. do this on my. I'm gonna let you get in my fanzine, and I'm like, thanks, man. Really? I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. That's, um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah so but, good. but 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 I I came out of my uh, hibernation for a reason. Yes, it's coming out of the chrysalis and not exactly a butterfly. I'm not sure what I would be. Like a moth, like a strong moth. He's nice. got a real moth vibe. <laughs> strong moth vibe. And not even one of the cool ones with the skull on the back. No, of it, right. No. The death's head moth. No, or whatever. Nah, uh, I'm not just, even that cool. But you're very mothy. <laughs> mothy. <laughs> Mary, but uh, that's my wife, Mary. Hello, Mary. Hi, Mary. Um, yeah, so so when I did hit you up and you were like, nah, I don't do that, I'm like, right, that, that's fine. And then my no brain problem. shifted. All right, and then I got a message back from you saying that you were willing to do it if we can speak about what yeah. we're here to talk about. Yeah, Howie. Which is Howie, and 
the benefit that is happening for him on February 16th at the First Unitarian Church in Philly. Yeah. Yes. Um, I know. I mean, I have my tickets already. Um, I bought them right a while ago. I absolutely do. <laughs> um, I the last I saw, I think I saw Chris actual Joe Hardcore. One of them posted that there was like less. This was a couple days ago. There was like less than fifty tickets left. Correct. Which is good. So I'm thinking it's going to sell out, and it better. It yeah. better. But um, even if it is sold out by the time this airs, there are still other ways to help. Right. Absolutely. That yeah. I mean, that's like the main thing. Not everybody right. can get to Philly. Exactly. But. This is a as as they like to say the worldwide hardcore family, and I you know this is one of our own, and everybody's you know got to kick down. There's no pension from hardcore. There's no medical insurance through hardcore. Right. And hardcore, if you don't play your cards right, will completely ruin your life <sighs> in a, in a lot of people's yeah. cases. And I think this is one of those cases where. One of the people, the brothers, the family, whatever, need, need a hand. And that's why, you know, I want to, you know, kind of throw my hat in the ring just to help out. Because right. not everybody winds up in the same place. Not everybody has the same luck or work ethic or existence or whatever it is that gets you okay in life. Right. And sometimes people need a hand just to get, it's just a little hand to pull you up. Yeah. It's yeah. one of those cases. And, and here's the thing, you know, I don't know... Um, I don't know if people know who... I mean, I know there's a lot of people who know who Howie is, but a lot of people probably don't. He, he's... Because he was... He, he was... You know, he wasn't... He was right there in the thick of it, but he wasn't kind of like one of those people that you hear no, about. You he know? was a lesser-known character. But, but here's the thing. So, he... Played with Bold. I don't, I don't know if people know that, uh, because he was their roadie, and I think... I think someone had to leave the tour or something like that. Yes. He ended up playing with Bold. Yeah. He played with Walter's he, he, proto quicksand band, Moondog. Moondog. Really? Yes. He yeah. He, he was he, in the original. I didn't know that. With, yeah, yeah. Luke. Luke was yes. playing bass, right? Luke and Howie were both in Moondog. And yeah. Armand was playing drums. Is that right? He gets good. Was that, it Armand? Yes. Wow. Guys, it has, what that's band sick. has he not drummed for? It is smart to get Armand in the band. You think? He's a machine. Yeah, he get, he's a sick guitar player, too. Is he? I've never heard him. I didn't realize. When Walter and I had our first apartment, the Burger King house, uh, Armand came over. And I remember him going into Walter's room. And Walter just had a futon on the floor and, like, milk crates with the shit in it. And I remember Armand going... Oh, this is a hardcore room, and I was like, "This is kind of a hardcore room." It's you like, think? But, it was like uh, it was like hoboey, but, but he was playing guitar in Walter's room, and I thought it was just a drummer. Yeah, he can, he can yeah, shred. Very talented, very uh, talented, guy. annoyingly talented, and uh, and and like one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Yeah, yeah. Armand, Armand was like. Yeah, and uh, and didn't you work on Wall Street like even back in the day? I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, like like Anthony he, did. I don't know. Farmland, maybe Armand. No, did I think I, I think he did. Like I he had a it. normal job, like like yeah, a like not a, a normal person. <laughs> right, right. But he had a normal job. Yeah, one of the most not normal. I just ran into him. Uh, what a great I, guy! I ran into him upstate. Uh, we were up in in Roscoe, and I was. I had a bunch of people at my house up there, and I was grocery shopping, and I was dropping my daughter off, and I just, you know, when you're like in a weird place, and and, 
and just somebody will like kind of like yell your name, and it's like that heart, like a hardcore connection. And someone, so I'm in my car and I hear Siv, and I'm like, yeah, damn right, how's it going? Like, get me out of here. <laughs> and then I look, and it's fucking Armon and his kids and his wife, and I stopped in my car, my truck, and like. What the fuck are you doing over here? He's like, what the fuck are you doing over here? I was like, I got a house 10 minutes away. And he was just like, they were going to go see like a concert, like Judas Priest or something weird. Like it's the next town over and they were doing this whole thing. So he actually wound up coming up to my house the next day and Walter and Arthur were over and we just had this whole weird like hang session. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway, I don't know how we got an Armand. This isn't about Armand. Because no. Armand played drums for Moonball. That's right. I love him. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, go getting back to Howie. So Howie, you know, to your point about you know, shit happens, right? Like, like, yeah. and you can't predict it, and you oh, can't yeah. prepare for it. And um, so he has a, a what's called an acoustic neuroma. It's yep. a tumor that grows on the auditory nerve, in, and it's on his, in his right ear. Uh, yes. And so he's had a surgery already. He's been dealing with this for two years. He's had a surgery already. A six and a half hour surgery. Yeah, yeah. And so what happened is, um, you know, they, they excise the tumor, but in so doing, they destroy the hearing because oh, his auditory nerve is, is damaged. Now. Crazy. And the other thing is, is this is really close to his brain. Yeah. yeah. So it starts pressing on nerves. And so he gets like a, like a facial, his facial nerve kind of gets affected and his yeah. balance and... He has like a Bell's palsy, it's, it's kind of It's not that thing. bad, but it's, it's a, it. asymmetry, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, he gets uh, headaches. Surprise. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, and, you know, he walks with a cane. Uh, he's banged know, up. He's he's banged up. And and here's the... But, but the FU of it is he's already had the surgery that was supposed to make him better. Right. And a tumor's grown back. Yeah. So... Uh, I do have some good news, and I'll be posting this to the GoFundMe for Howie, which is that he's got a surgery on the books for March 22nd. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. So, and, and this is due in no small part to the support that people have already been giving right. to the GoFundMe because, you know, it, you know our, our system is kind of cruel. Oh, that, yeah. That, that he's had... Kinda. Yeah, and yeah, here he is. He's got, like, basically, like, Brain issues, right? Yeah. And he's having to chase down the insurers to get, of course, to get authorization for the stuff that he needs. And you know, he's doing it pretty something, much by himself. Something he's already had happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 just the fact that people have been giving both to the GoFundMe and to his PayPal account yeah. has made a world of difference. Um, he get, he he's got fitted for this like high tech hearing aid. That's amazing. Which which takes. I think I'm getting this right. It takes the sound that he's supposed to be hearing in his right ear and it puts it in his left ear so he can hear what's going on on this side Whoa. of his Wow, that's tripping. I need that. Well, yeah, yeah. I, my right, I went from, my right I went from hardcore to, to oil tanker pump rooms. My mm. hearing is shot. Um, but uh, but anyway, so so yeah, so we've had people give big donations. We've had people give small donations. Listen, every every dollar, tiny sure. bit makes a difference. That's the thing. There's you know, hundred literally hundreds of thousands of people that are into hardcore. 
if I think that's even that's right. Everybody, everybody yeah. gives a dollar. That's a hundred thousand dollars. Exactly. That's a, that's that's it. It's easy. And this isn't a Ponzi scheme. Just give what you can no. to help, but help help somebody out who. And again, not everybody knows Howie. But I never met we, the man personally ever in my life. We he but but I put myself in his shoes. Right. He has a family. Right, yeah. like, and and it's this is a serious thing. It's not like, oh, you know, he you know broke his foot and needs you know a cast. Or go no, 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 no. This is a thing that's affecting his entire. You're 100 percent correct. It's right. affecting his entire family. He's got a 15, or 14, or 15 year old daughter, just like I do. Right, just like I do. I have just, a nine year old who's upstairs you, playing you know, ninja. And God, and God, <laughs> you know, God like forbid, it. God forbid, right? That that I would get struck down, and now I can't work. I oh, can't, yeah. you know, and now I'm a burden on my family. So so every little. Bit. I am house. hoping long term to be in the living room in like an iron lung yelling, barking out commands. <laughs> an iron lung? Yeah. I want wow, like old school. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, going to get one, I'm get one of those. I'm going to find one. And I want to find one. I want to be on eBay. I mean, you have, you have the human lung. torso here. But I want to be yelling stuff like, wipe my ass. You didn't do good enough. It's itchy. Get me a drink. I want to be that kind of bird. You want to be that kind of bird? Yeah. In an iron lung. I've done enough. Yeah. I've done enough of these. That's that's heavy. Yeah. <laughs> wow! If I said that, I'd get hit so hard. <laughs> well, Wham! Mary, Mary's just like, uh huh. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> but I think and she that's says a nothing. Thing. Howie? No, she's she's that's her that's her gift. Uh-huh. She says so much by saying nothing. Right. Absolutely. Uh, he went for his driving lesson. <laughs> That's hysterical. Yes, Arthur, Arthur ladies and gentlemen, Arthur was um, Arthur was here. Yes, he Arthur lives upstairs, and Arthur came down dressed like uh, as Jules said. He, came, <laughs> he walked out of Quadrophenia. Yeah, he looks like uh, it was Paul, impressive. Paul Weller's stuntman came out of, came out of the uh, the door. He had a, uh, Impe- a scarf impeccable on. though. I mean, like absolutely oh, impeccable every day. Man purse, scarf, ascot, and and and, and, and this is the first time I had seen Arthur in probably twenty five to twenty seven years. And his uh, socks and, matched his scarf. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Anyway, he did I noticed you know a little what? detail? But when he, he told me, <laughs> when he told me he didn't even have a, I love you. I, he, when he didn't even have a driver's license, I was just I almost I almost like hugged him because I'm like that is so New York. He's only it's getting it because his job his job is forcing him to get it because he goes to like London and they want and or uh, other states to work and, they, and he takes Ubers and they're like, "Hey, champ, it's getting a little pricey." What, what is, well, what's really funny about that is he's going to finally get the hang of it here. He's going to go over to oh, London. God, Good luck, no Arthur. Way. There's no way he's driving. There's no way he's driving. I rent an automatic. That's the only thing I'm going to tell you. And you're on the opposite side of the street, no? Uh, opposite side of the car, opposite side of the road. Oh, I was just it. in Ireland. He's not even going to do it. Uh, driving around and it's it can be. I wouldn't even Hell is stressful I don't think I, I don't even I drive so much I don't want to do that But yeah. he's He's so in love with you Because of all the All the ship um, Oh Sailing Yeah that's that's. He's his, his, He has a boating Hardcore uh, Boating fantasy Yeah Which is Which is weird Just go out And get on a boat I mean He can't swim well, that's why they invented boats. <laughs> yeah. Well, all they can't swim for people who can't aren't strong swimmers. They made boats for, 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 for intermediate, non, intermediate non-swimmers. Swimmers, you need to be able to swim. Yeah, he come. He came up to the lake and uh, 
and we put him in. Uh, I had to put him in life vest to put him in the tube and drag and drag him on the boat. Oh, that's hysterical! And it was pretty good. Him and my wife that's, both in the tube. That, that's like two a skeletons. Florida, you're living a Florida lifestyle. That's like where I live. That's what people do. That's what they, they do. go tubing in the, on the lake. Yeah, that's what <laughs> we did. We just do it in New York. Two skeletons bouncing him on the top of the water <laughs> and uh, with life vests on, with giant smiles. Everybody was having a good time. But yeah, he can't. He but I let him drive the boat. So he was he was having his fantasy. Oh God, I can't believe that I. I, I Come up here. We're on a podcast, and all we're doing now is busting on Arthur. That's okay. It it's like it's like we're back to being teenagers, you know, in the eighties. He just it's just he it's his job. It's part of his existence. He would be he would be busting on himself if he was here. It's okay. He, so, know, he knows. Um, it. So uh, getting back to Howie though. Yes. So um, uh, the, the so the show in Philly. Yes. Uh, um, it's uh, I think it starts at 6 p.m. We got eight bands. What's the full lineup? Do you uh, have it? Yes, I, yeah. I have it. Oh, yeah. you want to read it because that's great because I'll forget I, somebody. I have it. It's right here. Just give me one second. It is right here. It's um, at the First Unitarian Church in Philly, February 16th. Um, from the from the opening band to the headliner, it's. A band called Nowhere Roads, who has a couple of members of the band um, from Wisdom and Chains. Oh, cool. Um, Search from New Jersey, straight edge, straight edge band from New Jersey. Um, this band called Let Down, and I believe it's a reunion show, and I, and I could be wrong, but I think they're from Chicago. Okay. So no, they're from, Philly. It's a Philly band. Let Down? Let Down is a Philly band, as far as I, I know it. Okay, I stand corrected. No, no, and I'm only saying that because I was told that. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Uh, okay. by, by like people in Philly he so. didn't make oh, up himself no. alright <laughs> maybe I was just making shit so, up it's all good alright it's cool. all good uh-huh. well, in fact why don't we just make up a bunch of band names and just throw like yeah, nonsense guys, band guys are also playing alright <laughs> yeah, who else is playing uh, Breakaway is playing and they are they're from they're from Virginia that I know they're a straight band from Virginia and it's their last ever Philly show I think they're calling it quits soon. I believe I could be making shit up as I go. No, along. I think I think you're right about that. Yeah. Um, then after them is Maximum Penalty, and then heard of them. Yeah, I heard of them a couple, two, three times. I, think I can sing a little bit, a little bit. And then um, a rare, a very rare show um, Ooh, from the pa- from Pagan the Pagan Babies. Babies. I know how's that for a blast? That's right? crazy. Blast yeah, I was from like the looking past. at it upside down. I'm like, that definitely says Pagan Babies. Yeah, that is yeah. a blast from the past. Pagan yeah. Babies are playing, and then. Tara, one of my favorites. Tara, I just saw some video footage of them in California. They're so fucking guy, love that band. I and finally, then, I finally met Scott. Um, greatest dude. Uh, I met Scott, uh, <laughs> biggest hardcore fan. You know, he kept saying that. He, like, he is. So I met him in Tampa, right? And he kept saying, "I'm a super fan," and I'm like. I'm like, stop. Okay, I don't have fans. I have friends, okay? <laughs> There's no such thing as a fan in hardcore to me. Like, yeah, you know, no, I mean, yeah. it wasn't, I mean, when did we ever use that word, fan, never. the fans? We yeah. never said that. I know, when people put that on online, Forget now, it. Forget I like it. to thank my fans, or I love running into my fans, I'm like, oh, kill yourself. Yeah, no, no, that that that, that, that relationship, in my opinion, doesn't yeah. exist. It, it, I um, think that was the whole point that people... I'm just going to go off on a little tangent, but that was the thing. There was no fans. It was the audience was the band, and the band was the audience, because yeah. you just switch out. That's why it was such a weird thing when everybody played in bands together, and it was in New York was just that kind of a scene. Right. It was a very incestuous scene where oh. everybody did everything together. Because, you know, like Roger, Roger said uh, in that... One of the movies that he did with with Vinny, he was just like the scene. Well, the scene was fucking twelve people. 
<laughs> yeah, right. just, just revolving yeah, so in and out of the We were in there was maybe a yeah. hundred people. You know? yeah. Right. So it was just like I think that was the Neococcal Chronicles, I yeah. believe. It was one of those things. But it was just yeah. like, you know, when, when Jules and I started you know, playing uh, in like the mid, mid-80s, it was just like there wasn't that many people. Uh, right. Shows everybody. If you could play, you were in a band. Yeah, anybody. If you couldn't play, you were in a band. Yes. Sure. If you were, funny, there were plenty. Funny or charismatic. There were there, were, in the there were plenty of people that could hardly yeah. play. Of course. Um, you know, and and, and it's funny too because getting ready for this show, I'm kind of like all of a sudden there's like 30 years of hardcore that I have to catch up on because I have no <laughs> idea what's going on now. Like I don't I don't know anything. Right. So you know, and I'm listening to some of these bands and I'm listening to them play and I'm like, oh my god, everyone's so freaking good now. I have. I, I have the yeah. I have the the opposite effect. Sometimes I'll go back and listen to like seven inches that I loved, and I'm like, oh my god, this is almost unlistenable. Yeah, this is terrible. Yeah, but at the yeah. time it was hot shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It brings you back to that time and place, man. I like to hear things that are sonically dog shit and just be like, this was passable. This yeah, was great. Yeah, at well, the time I, I love that. You know, technical proficiency was not the no, point. No, no, not at all. And, and the other thing too, which which you know, which is why I think for me this one show. And by the way, let's make this perfectly clear. <laughs> In front of God and witnesses. Because this is your, your headlining. This is this is it. This is I've never headlined. Well, no, that's not true. We headlined one show with side by side, like at the Pyramid Club once. Yes. So you did double duty that day. But 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 um, no no just, just side by just, side just side by side. But, oh, okay. But but I have never headlined a show. You just needed like, just, other than that. You just needed a seven inch out of it to time to headline. That's all you needed. Right. Well, I don't think we had that at that point. I mean, we pyramid show. It was a pyramid matinee that Rabies had set up, yep. and we we when like, TVs wouldn't let us do it. Well, I think it may have been after that. Yeah, I, I don't know, but it was altercation play, softball in the park, and Prashad. Oh my god, that was good. Those pyramid shows, gosh, were that was Free food and softball. Yeah, and, that, and, that, and nice. they, yeah, no, that was um, summer. It was a good summer. Yeah, that pyramid. was a great time. Um, but anyway, I, I completely derailed myself. You were headlining. Yeah, you oh, yes. Yeah. So this is the first show I'm ever this headlining. Is a, this is heavy pressure right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pressure. Feeling, pressure feeling the pressure. And actually, and actually I, I, need some, I need some tips, you know, because, I, like, what the hell do you do to prepare for one of these things? Cardio. Yeah, like, like, and, like what, uh, do you raps. have a Peloton or something? I do wraps. <laughs> uh, you got to have wraps. You got to have... What kind of wraps? In between songs, you got to... Oh, that have, I have no problem with. You talking. I, I, I've never, I've never yeah, had a problem with that. You just go fly off the... Fly off the yeah, road. yeah. I'll say bizarre stuff. I had one I had <laughs> one show that I really was... I had my set list and I, and I really wrote down little notes. And this fucking guy first song I put it on my front wedge and I was like I'm gonna kill it today man I got so many good raps I got so many things I'm gonna say first song kid ran on the stage grabbed it and did a stage dive and I was like you little fucker like he he jacked your set list and he showed me from the crowd like laughing I took it because I was like well played yeah <laughs> fuck <laughs> well, well played you asswipe yeah. it was evil it was a very Dr. Evil moment but I, I took it and I was like alright now I'm going to have to remember things and say stuff so it worked out the show went off okay well, uh-huh. but yeah you got to do uh, P90X or Insanity for like six weeks and get your cardio on oh, I don't even have six weeks left so no, you're, what's, what's no. the mini what's the mini uh, mini version this is, is dropping uh, on the 30th so, you, so when people are listening to this you yeah, got uh, like 18 days um, eat eat light, 
I'm good. I'm take good with a that. shit. Take a shit before you play. Be <laughs> nervous, and then water, and you're good. Hand the mic out a lot. Yeah, That's well, a good trick. well, I, I told the guys, you know, uh, in the band, I said, you know, listen, you guys need to practice more than me because if I screw up, I'm just going to hand the mic to somebody yes. and they'll all know the words and they'll all sing. Yeah, like, like, but, but you guys can't do that. You can't fake, you can't fake guitar parts, <laughs> right, 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 or or drum parts. The thing that will never change in hardcore bands is when someone there's no game there's no game face. If someone fucks up, the whole band spins and turns to the person. <laughs> it's true. With no. this belief, you know, <laughs> everyone turns it, to each other. It's so funny you say that because you know when side by side first started playing out. You know, we we didn't practice that much. Oh, okay. Like like we were yeah. pretty loose. We were terrible. And uh, and and Sammy, you got to understand that year that he was in side by side, he went from like zero to sixty. You know what yeah. I mean? Like like because he wasn't that good. He was a little kid. He was thirteen years old. So yeah. so he wasn't that good. Yeah. But but by the end of that year, he was he got he was to, like you know what it was with Sam. Stella. When we got him in, I think he was 12 or 13 when he started with Gorilla Biscuits, and he was just too little to play, like, all those songs, like, in that fast, and, you know, he, mm-hmm. just was, he was a little kid. And then we got Luke in, and I think, you know, that annoyed the shit out of Sam, because Sammy's a perfectionist, and he's really one of the greatest, this is, you know, he's going to be like, I can't believe you're saying this, but he really is one of the greatest drummers ever. And he's, you know, playing with him is like playing with a machine. He's, a, he's the greatest, he's a great drummer. Yeah. And um, he, I think it just put a fire under his ass to just get better and better and better. And, and, and then he, he, and he, up playing with he totally did. Yeah. But, but getting back to what you were saying about like that, the, the kind of the evil look, like oh, if you yeah. screw something up and, you know, he'd either skip something or, 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 or miss a punch or something. Mm-hmm. And I would throw this look at him and, and. I didn't really mean to be that intimidating or whatever, but he was like, don't freaking do that. Like, see, you, know you freak me out when you freaking do that. But see, when now, but you, maybe now I know where it came from because he's the one that throws evil looks now if you screw up. <laughs> well, well you might have given it to Hey, him, man, the it. abused become the abusers, right? It's true. Uh, you know, oh, so. Uh, Sam, but, was, Sam was big into, uh, you know, after show talks. Hey man, oh, no. <laughs> getting the notes, giving notes yes. out. Yes, giving notes from the drum set. You know, yeah. you seem to always well, say this, and maybe do this. Yeah. Well, See, I, it's your fault, Jules. I, I, it could, it could, <laughs> might very well been, might very well been. But I'll, I'll tell you something, and, and, and listen, I, you know, I said this on the other podcast too. Sammy was driven. He was a driven, driven individual, and it seems like he still is. Yeah, and you know, he's a musician. Kudos, you know, kudos, yeah. you know, because, um, you know, that wasn't me. No, yeah, I'm an me. I'm an accidental tourist in this too. I never was yeah. myself Wait, a well, well, musician or a singer. Didn't you, just, didn't you end up like in the band, happen. like because like someone was like, "Hey, you want to be in a band or something yeah, Walter. like that?" Yeah, Walter. <laughs> we met. We met uh, in Queens, and we were in high school. And he was um, he he had just moved to New York, and he had met the guys in Astoria, like Arthur and Ernie, and Token Entry and stuff. And uh, we had our Jackson Heights crew, and they had their Astoria crew. And the Astoria crew was much more legitimate. Like they had bands, they were like they went to punk shows. We were like kind of posers from like Jackson Heights. We hadn't got the shows really yet. <laughs> Um, 
and we didn't we didn't think of it in terms of like they were they were people who were like moving the scene in a way because they were all in bands right and we were just kind of hanging around and then so what year what year would that have been 85 86 okay. 85 yeah. I think and um, we were hanging out one night and uh, I think we were going to Burger King and he was and he was like hey I want to start I play guitar and, and uh, you know I want to start a punk band or a hardcore band you know do you want to sing and one of our, and I had no intentions of wanting to sing or giving a shit about singing but uh, one of our friends was like I'll sing and I was just like I got annoyed you know in Queens someone tried to jump my ship so I was just like what do you mean you'll sing he didn't ask you to sing he asked me to sing and he was just like, yeah, but you don't want to sing. I want to sing. And I was like, well, now I want to sing. I was like, fuck you. I'll sing. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'll sing for your band. But we used to practice in GM2's garage. This guy, George, uh, he had a mullet and a mustache. Ah, George, nice. George Mengasopoulos, a Greek kid from Astoria. Right near the, he lived right near the pyramids. And we used to practice in his garage. And I had no idea how to sing. Like, if I would screw up and, like, not start at the right time... Like, I'd miss two measures, and then they'd start from the beginning again. Right. And they'd be like, no, dude, you got to catch up, because we're playing. And I would face the wall and sing, because I couldn't look, have anybody looking at me or look at anyone. It was too, too much. I was like, what am I doing? But, uh, you know, I, got, I figured it out eventually. Yeah, a little bit. And yeah, I, would, uh, I, I would say. I got it, I got it under control. But, um, yeah, those were, those were, like, good learning days. Ernie from, um, Ernie from Token Entry. Yeah, um, helped us out a lot. What's he, he up to these days? He's a graphic artist. He still plays drums. Still a sick musician. He's another one like Armand can do everything. Right. He's a right. one man band. He was uh, he was really good. He he was the one that invited side by side to play the CB's token entry record release cool. show. Jaybird huh. record or that record? I don't I don't remember. Yeah, Ernie now. got us our first show at CB's too. Yeah, he was uh, he, he was really he was a good dude. I was I was shocked when he asked us to play. I mean, yeah. I thought that was because we were a nothing at that point. We played one CB show before that, and it was not terribly Ernie good. Ernie was like one of those like uh, <clears throat> what was that guy that did, like. Who he was like a guy that would put together like a Backstreet Boys type of band. Yeah, he would like pick. He would he would be like, this guy would be good with this guy. Yeah, this that's band, funny. this band's going to be good, and he would like kind of be the Spengali and like kind of like move everybody around. And he he was a I think Ernie was a champion of of music and hardcore. He was hmm. his Walter and I and Arthur always discussed things. He would always be like, you know. You should shave your head. You should bleach your hair. You fuck with me. You, you shave your head. You bleach. We do. Oh, my father would kill me. So Ernie was always like, he'd be like, why don't you guys do this? So like, so why don't you do this? But he was always, uh, I think he was always a great fan and supporter of uh, music and the scene. Plus, he's very, very talented. Yeah. yeah. And he's an artist, too. He's a, he's a modern-day samurai. He's a modern day samurai. Okay. Jack of all trades. Nice. Okay. <laughs> just went, okay. okay. Whatever. <laughs> Renaissance man. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I did a podcast with, with Sammy a couple episodes back, and and he was saying like he regrets not doing more. And I was like, well, what do you, what do you mean? Like, there's like 19 bands that are on your on your thing right now. He's like, oh, I wish it side by side would have made like. Like a full-length record. I'm like, well, why not? Well, that was that was the plan. Uh, we had we so had. Why don't you, why don't you just get it together and, and make a side by side? No, 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 no
Wow, you're putting the kibosh on it now? I, oh, no, the kibosh was put on it in 1989 <laughs> or 88. You had songs? Uh, well, we, we, we had started... Um, we had started to get some new, like new songs. That, um, there was one that was put on like a Revelation mm. 100 or Mixed something tape. like that, and it, oh, it was off. No, no, it was a live recording off of like a VHS tape. Oh, it was just okay. terrible. You can't, you can't hear really anything. Uh, but that was a song called "Guilty," which I thought was really good. But we just never, like, we stopped. I mean, it was a yeah. hard stop. It was a hard stop. And then, and then that was. I it. know. This, yeah, this is definitely gonna. This is gonna definitely. Light a fire under the side by side reunion. Yeah, well, that's not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. <laughs> that's not very nice. No, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. Um, I can't do that justice at this point. Um, uh, honestly, it's all it. at this point. It's all just wanna, nostalgia. You don't want to ruin it, and and, and 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 it was it was it was what it was. Yeah, and right. doing it now is just gonna. Kind of do it just not cheapen it. it. I, that's the wrong word, but 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 yeah. it, it just it now alone now alone in a crowd is more my gig, right? So I feel a little more comfortable in tarnishing that one, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> it does, and and that's why I'm here, by the way, in New York, is so I can practice, so I can actually do this show. All right, um, if we don't get the ice storm that. Traps me somewhere here. It's okay, we'll see. Sleep on the couch. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but but side by side. So so you so GB started in eighty uh, five. Yeah. When did Practicing you play your first show? Eighty six. So I so think we played James Newberry's birthday party in a in a, like a basement of like some uh, an apartment building. And that was your first official show with Gorilla Biscuits. First show was at a birthday party. And Arma, no, uh, maybe Arma was there. Lou was there. Lou Sikavitol was there. Uh, Mike Smegman was there. <laughs> Devil was there. Um, Doss might have been there because they were, you know, this is when you like heard things of the grapevine and the guys sure. from Sikavitol and rest in peace, some of those guys, they came to the show. And it was, you know, like a, a PV amp, like with a microphone stuck in it and like 10 yeah. people. But that was the first time we played publicly besides like a garage. And then our first real show was CB's. We opened up for the New York Hoods, Token Entry, and JFA. <laughs> okay. Wow. So I'm just going to, I'm, I'm just going to say you opened up for the New York Hoods. Well, that is we. That's we about still, the best thing I've ever we heard. Still never, we still never. We still we still reference this one. There was a there was when we first started the New York Hoods and Gorilla Biscuits. There was like a little like beef, like rivalry, because it was like uh, one of the singer was the brother of Johnny Stagawall from uh, Token Entry, the bass player. Right. And Johnny's old school hardcore guy. And uh, but his brother and those guys, it was, there was pedigree there. It was family. They were there before us. They played, you know, they were a band before us. We were like these new dudes. And all I found out later on that all those, a lot of those Astoria guys early on from the Hoods and from other uh, bands thought like Walter and I were dicks, but they thought I was really a dick because I was just quiet because I was like nervous. I didn't know anybody, so I was quiet. But they thought I was cocky and like like stuck up. Like guy's a fucking dick, man. What's his problem? Like, I don't know. He's not really a dick. And they're like I think that guy's a dick. And I was like, what did I do? I'm just I don't know anybody. I'm just being quiet. Yeah. But I a lot of people think I'm a dick, and uh, like a lot of people. 
some of them are right. My daughter's going like this with the hands. Come see, come see. Thanks for the support, kid. So, so she's honest. But um, I uh, so when we played, we we played. And I've told this story before, but I'll, I'll reiterate it. We were playing, and I was so. F- fucking nervous and we're playing CBs and Gavin was up front because he knew us and some other people are from a few of our friends were there and then probably like two songs in Jimmy Gestapo walked and he was just like audibly like oh I know these guys they're from Astoria they're from Queens and he just started dancing started smashing to everybody and he just and then set the tone these guys are okay yeah dance for them they're cool and he just gave us our our uh, the green light. And it was just sick, and everybody started dancing, and the show was great. But 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 Bobby from the Hoods, and me and Walter always say this, and, and and Arthur, he's just like, "All right, come inside, everybody. The Hoods are going." Like everybody's waiting outside for us to finish, <laughs> and now if they could come in to see the glory of the Hoods, the glory. And we were like, you know what? That was just mean. Uh huh. But I think I think uh, history will. Prove us okay. Well, um, I mean, I remember the AFA. stupid, the stupid uh, discussions that you know that we would have about okay, who's going first, side by side or gorilla? Oh, because yeah, yeah. you and I spent basically a summer in a van. Yes, I mean we would, you know, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, New all, York, all the weekend you know, road trips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, all the and, and 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 it would be first it was a coin toss, but then it was like now Gorilla Biscuit should go on, you know, yeah, should, was, should headline over side by side, and we were actually getting into arguments know, about you, it, which is so know, freaking stupid. But the reality was, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there. <laughs> the real catalyst for any of that was Purcell. Purcell would always be like, Yo, man. Jules was really good last time. I do. And I would just be like, I love Side by Side, man. Like, but Purcell had that kind of jock, uh, competitive thing, and he would try to pit people against each Whoa, other. Yeah, he would stir shit up all the time. Oh, Purcell was a shit, yeah. shit star. Yeah, and he loved it because they were always, you know, they, we were like their pet bands who would open up for you to today. Right. Old. I mean, side that's by side the, like that biscuits. was basically it. It was yeah. Side by Side, Gorilla Biscuits, and Youth of Today in a van. For like a summer and bold, I and think they well, were there to they, judge. But too. they didn't travel with us. Bold. No, we traveled separately. I think. Yeah, bold didn't travel with us. But 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 I'm talking about. I always the remember same band. in the same band. Yeah, <laughs> lifting our lifting our feet over railroad tracks. Yeah. I remember that. Oh boy, Elise would be with us and Eric. Oh my God, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sarah would come. There would always be a full band. Like yeah. Dylan. Yeah, yeah Dylan playing How's all he those doing? local shows. He's good. He's uh he's a court officer. Has really? Three, he has three kids. Tattoos on the weekend. He's doing his thing. Ah, very cool. Very cool. He's a breeder and he has a gun now. That's <laughs> one okay. more. He's yeah. happy. Yeah. Oh, he's doing Look it. Um, the dream. But uh but but you know, what you're saying though is I would a hundred times rather go on first oh, yeah. and do like the best possible show you could do try to and then just them. be like yeah I had to follow that <laughs> okay yeah, dropping mics yeah. 100% yeah. We, I've had that. That. we had that so many times with, with bands but it was usually with brothers or like whenever there was an older brother in a headlining band you always got the opening, opening slot do you remember the show that was put on by that kid in Lidditz 
Pennsylvania in the middle of like Amish country. No, see, and this we, is, this is what you I don't heard. remember this. No, see, I knew you were going to pull out so, some, some rabbits out of the hat. Maybe, well, maybe you guys did. I could swear you did, though. Maybe I, I don't I remember. Could, shit. I could swear you did, but um, but basically, um, so it was some kid out in Pennsylvania rented a VFW hall. Uh huh. This sounds and normal. and we went we went in in. Either the borrowed van that I used to borrow, or or maybe YOT had their van by then. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember. Probably. Um, but that was the van. That was the van that when um, Ray. Okay, I'm changing stories, but I have to. I have to tell this story. So Rabies comes up with us to play in Albany. Okay. Uh, Billy did not make that show. So we were minus a bass player. So Eric took the bass, nice. which completely screwed everybody up because, of course, like, lead-ins and stuff, everyone was getting them wrong because they didn't normally play those parts. Or, like, like there was a part that Eric was supposed to be playing, and, like, there was nothing, He's you just, know? So, so that, was, that right. was not a good show for us. Um, but I remember Gus went up with us... Um, and we played with Slapshot, and I remember, I remember the bass actually broke while Eric was playing it as well. And and uh, who was the who was the the bass player for Slapshot? Uh, he like we were begging basically, does anyone have, have a, a bass? bass? And, well, and finally, and, it, yeah. and finally, he he hands the bass. So he was reluctant to do of that, course, but but he yeah. did it. He did it, it which, which was cool. Um, but anyway, so so we play this awful show up in Albany. And, and Ray Ray B's went with us just to go with us, I think. Yeah. And he's like, I'll drive back. And so now we're on whatever that highway is going from New York City to Albany along the Hudson River, okay. whatever that one is. And it's like 2 in the morning, and he is just flooring this van, absolutely flooring the van. And I'm sitting next to him, shotgun, and, and he's swerving, like, from... It's a two-lane highway, and he's just swerving, like, left and right. And, and, and he looks at me and goes... That's how you avoid the radar. My daddy taught me that. <laughs> no and I'm like, way. dude, if they see you driving like this, they don't yeah, need a radar. Screwed, you yeah. know? Anyway, but but he's like... I <laughs> My mean, daddy taught he me He is that. redlining this van. And remember that van was, yeah. was a piece of shit. All the vans were pieces yeah, of shit. Yeah, but, but I mean, the YOT van was, was a particular piece of shit. Definitely. And, uh, and... And so we finally get to the city, and Ray's like, see you guys. And so Mike Judge now is driving the van because he's taking it back to Jersey. And he's going to drop me off on the way. Well, we're, we're going into the intersection after, after like, like, Ray, like Ray just completely redlined this engine. Uh-huh. And we're going into the intersection in midtown Manhattan, and it's a red light. <laughs> and Mike puts on the brake, and the, and the van doesn't stop. We blew right <laughs> we blew, blew right through. And, and he's like, there are no brakes. Like, he says, I have no brakes. Oh, like, and I'm like, well, I, well, then I guess we got to freaking stop. Huh, Mike? And he goes, no, I think I can make it. <laughs> and so we go through the Lincoln Tunnel, and he's just coasting through. Like, no brakes. Like, no brakes at all. I've never he heard kinda, this He kind of, like, uh, I, I don't know if he, he downshifted to slow down enough that I could get out of the van. He had a tuck and roll to get out of the van. <laughs> and then he awesome. took off, and I'm like, I hope that guy makes it. Yeah, you know? Mike Judge. It, it, was only, it was only because it was, like, four in the morning. That, you were that, able that we were that. able to do that because Any other time I mean we would have hit yeah. we would we, have been hitting stuff you know we had a, we had that was nuts we went to Connecticut we used to today and Craig and I were like 16 it was really early I didn't have a driver's license I don't think Craig had a driver's license and the youth of today guys were just like okay yeah we're just we're staying here so you guys get back 
And I was like, I don't know how to get back to Queens from Connecticut. Yeah, right, right, right. Well, I don't drive. Like, what do you mean you're staying here? And they were just like, fucking grow up, figure it out. And me and Craig are looking at each other like, these fucking guys are the worst. <laughs> Craig's like, all right, I'll drive. And I was like, all right. I got like a map, like a giant map. And we're trying to, in the dark. And uh, Right, we, there were no GPSs no, uh, in cars no, back no, then. No, and, and, uh, and we were also just along for the ride most of the time. We were like, woo, have fun. You guys figure it out. You're the old ones. You're 19. You guys work it out. Right. <laughs> You're 19. And Craig's like, you know, where do you... Uh, where do I get off for your your house? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> what heck, I don't know. And we're driving, and we're like, uh, like the BQE, and I'm like, there, that's my neighborhood over there. Just get off over here. Those guys would just leave you anywhere. Rain Purcell and Richie, they did that to Walter and I after the Break Down the Walls tour. Uh-huh. We were on the road for like eight weeks, like in the van's whole summer tour. They drove us into Manhattan we lived in Queens still and they were like alright guys and we're like you're not I got my bag you're not even gonna drive us home yeah the fuck you fucking babies <laughs> like we gotta we wanna go hang out it's Saturday night <laughs> fucking go home meanwhile I take the subway home with one of the bags and the guitars and shit we were just like did you did life you, lessons did you roadie for them I roadied uh, first time I ever left left New York was oh, wow. 87 I, I did the Youth of Today tour yeah. break down the wall story that's, that's a crazy way to see uh, the rest yeah. of the country huh? Ruin, ruined me for normal life yeah, yeah that was the best that was the best summer ever that, that is cool so getting back to the Lidditz thing I'm gonna crazy. I'm gonna tell you some things and you will remember you tell will me remember story, tell me the show so it was near Hershey Park okay and we actually we we, we, we went played the VFW in the middle of freaking nowhere As, and and there's like, like Amish folks with buggies going by us okay. and stuff I mean it was it, you know it was, it was <laughs> for a, you know a New York kid it was, it was pretty nuts deal, yeah. anyway um, and then what we did is like when, when we were playing I asked hey we're here we're not going to make it back to New York tonight can anyone today. put us up the best and then that kid that that, that that uh, and we thanked him on the side by side right. His name is on the side by side insert. Okay. Um, but this kid stepped up and said, "You can stay at my place. My parents it's like want best. you to stay." And my so parents we, want you to stay. Yeah, no, and, and this was a thing. Oof. This it, was a thing. Well, every well show. here's the here's the thing. So, one thing about straight edge that maybe gets can get missed is that. You know, yeah, we were all crazy like punk rock kids or whatever, but but you know, like my parents, for example, kind of like, well, this straight edge thing is is a good thing, and like like I mean, I don't know that my parents would have let me do all this crazy stuff if, if, if they like, thought you know if they thought I was you know on drugs or whatever. Was dusted. At yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so so anyway, so this kid's parents apparently, and I don't, uh, I remember. Oh, Eric. Fink broke his foot at that show. And so he had to go to the hospital. And then we all descended on this house. And it was a big house. It had these uh, big beams. Nice. That's when you know you're in a classy place. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the, the mom was making food. And there's Ray in the kitchen, you know. like, and, 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 like, basically everyone crashed out. Yeah. In the living room, I just feel like there's so many of these. Yeah, well, see, that's that's what I, we were talking about before yeah, we went on the air. More. Is that that I only have 
these few memories because yes. I wasn't around that long. You've done this a million times yeah. now. But but anyway, so crashing. it was it was everybody in this <laughs> like in this house and uh we come to find out that the prior owner had hanged themselves oh, from that this, from the yes. beam. I remember that part. And everyone's like staring at the beam. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, like, like. I remember that. And anyway, so so I went to go with the father to pick up Eric from the emergency room. What a good dad. Um, yeah, no, and, and he started talking to me because it's just me and him in the car. And he's like, you know, the straight edge thing, you know, I think it's a really good thing. And, and he mentioned something about a daughter or something, I guess, who had had, mm. like, I guess they had drug issues Abuse, and, yeah. and, and, and they had mm. dealt with that as a family. And they, they fully embraced, like, I mean, they invited us all into their home yeah. for crying out loud. Most you know? of the time. And we I, were a bunch of nuts. Yeah. Right? I mean, he was wearing all fucked up, though. Like, he was wearing all drinking. You, you, well, we were fucked. I mean, I'm still fucked up in a different way. Like, I'll do. That's the thing. We didn't need I to think be we're drunk. We're all fucked up in a different way. We didn't way. need to be drunk no, to do no, anything. No, no, you no. Know, Our I mean, endorphins was, were off the charts yeah. to it begin like, with, I think. It was just like, you didn't know what was going to happen, just, and we didn't need to be drunk to just do stupid, crazy shit. But right. the thing with touring then. Uh, even we did this almost every night we did today because that was a shoestring, right, right, dog and pony show. Right, like I was in charge of like getting us to the shows. Like I had like a book and I just get yelled at every day. We we were it was ridiculous. yeah I hated all of that. We stuff. would drive seventeen hours and the show would be canceled. I hated the logistics. We would drive you know we uh. we drove thirty six hours straight one time from Texas to L A to play with the exploited at Fenders just like on a phone call. Get in the van. We're going. You know, we had no money. I mean, what, that show happened. I hope. Yeah, oh, but okay. I left. I left New York with like maybe two hundred or three, maybe two hundred dollars from working at the laundromat for the whole summer, and I had the most money on me out of everybody and out of everyone. So we, for us to just get gas money, we worked in junkyards. We would do like odd jobs during the tour. It was crazy. But every night we would say on stage, Ray would say, "Hey, does anybody have a place we can crash tonight?" But by the time, you know, we got into California and like the word spreading that the shows are good and these guys are cool and the record's out and like everybody loves you today, you were getting, it was becoming like a bidding war. Like kids would be like, no, stay in my house. My parents are out of town. And, and we'd be like, that's a good sign. And another kid would be like, I've got a, I've got a sister with a bunch of friends. Or like, you're, you're in the lead. And then it'd be like, my parents are vegetarians and I have a pool. You're the winner. Yeah. Like. You know, and you'd go there and raid, you know, food, food became the highest, the highest priority that you could have. Well, it's survival. Survival. But usually a pool and (laughs) cute girls would be the thing that would draw us anywhere. But now it was hungry. It was food. (laughs) Yeah. I think I came back from that. I came back from the Youth of Today tour, um, like 130 pounds. My dad said, oh, and I had a. Bleach Blonde Crook and my dad's like oh good you look like you just got out of Auschwitz nice and I was like I'm shredded dude I'm feeling wiry I'm good I'm shredded but I would feel awesome I'm just emaciated and starving but I'm I got shredded to, I got to San Francisco like our halfway point and, the, and it was cold and I had one pair of pants with me I had like one pair of shorts one pair of pants and a sweatshirt and I put my pants on and they literally fell off to the floor and I was like Whose fucking pants are these? I'm like, Mike, are these yours? I thought they were Mike Judge's pants. I was like, are these your pants? And he's just like, no, brother. Those are your pants. You just lost weight. 
And I was just like, they're not on me at all. He's just like, you look skinny, man. And then Capo gave me this Rasta belt that he had. And like, I was like, all right. So I had like these big jeans on with a Rasta belt. And that was like my hot look for SF. But I think the, uh, the bumming places to sleep at night was one of the greatest things. Because you never knew where you're going to wind up. Right. Well, squats in Europe always were brutal. Yeah. There was never anywhere. Yeah, none of that appealed to me. Oh, I did full squat tours. So, so the fact that did I you? didn't get to do that every night, like I, start today tour, like you start. Uh, well, our, yes. like, come on, really? Eighty nine was we went with Sid and Lorelai, and they were squatter rock people, and. Uh, and it was very, and then, but then you get twisted up. You get your brain twisted up because you got these people with dreads, missing teeth, and like they're like, oh, "You fucking American, spoiled babies." And then you're like, "I'm not a spoiled baby. Right. <laughs> I'm going to show you. I can squat at the best of them. Yeah. I'm going to get political and shit, and I'm not going to shower. I'm going to break the bottles at cops. It's going to be awesome." <laughs> But we would say in like organized squats, it's they, gonna be awesome. They have uh, <laughs> fight. They have boxes of fight rocks in the windows and fight bottles. Just, just in case, just in case she pops like, off, they're ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an arsenal. Just, just, in, just in case the squat next door like no, decided no, no. to make a raid. The squat, the squat next door never interfered with other squats. It was only the police. Oh, uh, and oh, the uh, folks with the guns. Man. I got you. I got you. But the, I man. the man, the man, basically. Yeah. So, but you know, I was sold. I was sold on that lifestyle because I was in it so much but there was two major squat days that I remember um, we would always we'd call Sammy Sammy Self because he would go for the bed he'd always run out in the van first Sammy Self would try to get the bed like a beeline and I was and I finally got a bed and I went into the room and there was I don't know 50 or 60 beer bottles like large like European 40s. style, yeah, like forties, but more beautifully designed. <laughs> European, like Conseil engineering kind of design, and they were lined up open on the floor, and it was like this dirty picture, like a dust bowl bed from middle America in the twenties, where a woman died. Oh Jesus! From consumption, right? It was that kind of a bed, and I was like. Yeah, so bad because you just sleep on the floor in a sleeping bag. Ah, Pull the covers off. How I didn't get bed bugs, I don't know. But I threw my sleeping bag inside this dirty piss stained mattress, and I laid down. And I was so happy. I pulled the dirty covers up like right up to my face. And then Sid, our roadie tour manager, he walks in. He's just like, "What the fuck is all these bottles?" And he starts kicking the bottles for no reason. But the bottles were actually that a bathroom. Was, I was going to say, it's a urinal. They were filled, 50 yeah. bottles filled with uh, yeah. squatter piss. Because he didn't want to walk down the stairs drunk and pee in the bathroom. So he, so, but Sid kicked them all over. Oh, God. And well, fermented piss. God. A fine year, yes. Fermented oh, well-aged. <laughs> yes. And it soaked <laughs> into the floor. And it was, and everybody ran out of the room screaming from the smell. And I just pulled those dirty sheets and blanket right up like, over my like, nose. Oh, yeah, and I was just I'm like, just, I'm just going to live. I'm doing it. I'm living in it. And that was one awesome night in the squat. And another one was they had a shower that worked. Oof, that's a fucking rare commodity, huh? We used to go to these things called the blub. They were they were water parks. They were called blubs, and they were water parks. So you would go, 
And the weirdest thing for my American brain was um, universal dressing rooms. So you'd have children of both sexes to, you know, old men with balls to their knees and naked old ladies. All naked in these. It was very cool. But for me, it was very... Right. I was like, I'm dying right now. I don't know what to do. I don't want to look at anybody. I just keep my head down. But it made me get a little bit more adult in my, in my, in my, in my uh, life decisions. So, so you go to the water park to, like, basically shower. in place of a shower. Yeah, we would go shower. Chlorine. And then we... No, no, there were showers. We'd shower, and then we'd, we'd water park all day. Right, right. And then we'd shower again, yeah. and that's then we'd leave. Bad. That's not bad. But the squad had a shower. It was a cast iron uh, tub. And they were like, and I was like, can I use the shower? And they were like, yeah, but it's, uh, the electric heater is wired, not really, you know, the best. And I said, what does this mean? And they're like, well, you get a slow shock, like a low voltage electric shock the whole time you're showering if you use the hot water heater. Oh, that's always and I was, nice. And I was just, but you're just like, ah, oh, yeah, that's cool. So you have this, like, from your, you know, feet to your waist, you have a, a numbness while you're showering. How bizarre is that? You really need it, but, I mean, it was worth it. Daddy, I'll take it. Yeah, baby. Can you help me get that off? I think Bella can. One sec. You want to just have that, pull that thing to jump on? Mm-hmm. I think she wants that thing so she can bounce. That was it. Um, yeah, so squats were real life. So, yeah, we did the full squat, and then the next time we went back in 91, we went with uh, Mad and Mark, M-A-D. Yeah. This is one of his first tours he did was us, and it was a game changer. Who did you tour with? Uh, we had, it was like us, we headlines, and we played with a bunch of European bands, but I think we p- toured with, I think that tour we toured with the Emails, maybe, or is that, I can't remember if they were the first, they were a big German band. Okay. But I don't know if that was the first or second time we toured with the Emails. Maybe that was the first tour. But the second one, the thing with Europeans were they were always, and they still are, there's a lot of memory and a lot of loyalty. So if you go there and play a tour and you suffer that first or se- two years, first year, second year, then you have a fan base. So right. we came back with the record more, you know, it was, it was out more. And when the second time we came back to tour, the shows were sick. Right. You know, I mean, the first thing we were playing squats, I and mean, we were literally playing like Dracula's Castle in a mountain with a fire going in the middle of the dance floor with like 20 dudes of mohawks and dogs. Really? Yeah, I hope that's got awesome. Hope it sounds that. awesome, but it was probably fucking. We had a we played this one place. I want to play Dracula's Castle. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Dracula's Castle. I hadn't eaten in probably a day. Or so two. you looked the part. I was vegan, and I was there was I was cracked. Like <laughs> my friend, my the band guys can attest to this. I was cracked like an egg, and I'm playing this show, and people are spitting on you. Like this is when it was punk. Like people would spit hot lungies on you, throw beer on you, and it was looked down upon. It you were looked down upon if you got mad and like kick someone in the face, which would happen, or smack somebody. Um, so I was like, you gotta be cool, man. I'm like I can't be cool with people spitting on me, man. No. I'm never gonna get used to this. I'm not punk. I'm a fucking hardcore guy. All right, I'm right, New York guy. I don't. No one's spitting on me. Everyone, you spit on me, you get slapped. Yeah, that's it. And um, and I definitely saw some, and it, but eventually you got used to it. I remember a guy hocked this huge green lungy on me right. on my arm, and I was like, "Dude, you got to go to the doctor because whatever sort of infection, lung yeah. infection you have, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, fine. let's look at this so, thing together. All right. This is bad. You're sick. <laughs> I just wiped it off and wiped it off and kept moving. Yeah. But in Dracula's castle, they ordered us pizza, and it was like four in the morning, and somehow they're like, "Pizza's coming." So I said, "Okay." So the pizza's coming. Bella knows the story. <laughs> And I opened mine up, and it's supposed to just be like tomato sauce and vegetables, and it's cheese and pepperoni, and the oil of the pepperoni. You know when pepperoni yeah, yeah. is just soaking and like dipping yeah, uh-huh. all over cheese? So even if you were going to eat the cheese, like the pepperoni juice was all in there, and everybody else was like, fuck it, and just were throwing the pepperoni onto the floor, like, I'm eating this pizza. And I started literally crying. <laughs> I threw the pizza on the floor, and then I was so mad and frustrated, I took my only pair of sneakers off and threw them in the woods. <laughs> this, this, was the? My, this is how cracked I was. Yeah. yeah. This is yeah. my, my bad, this is my protest. And then... How'd that work out for you? It didn't work out. <laughs> I had to walk in the mud, in the grass, with a flashlight and find my shoes that I threw into the muddy woods. Okay. But it made sense at the time. I, I, I'm course. sorry. I, I, still, I still have not gotten beyond pizza at Dracula's castle. I'm sorry. See, there's I'm, a, I'm just there like, is I, a romantic, amazing part of it. Tr- trying to... Imagine, imagine, <laughs> a, a, fa- imagine a, a metal garbage can inside on fire. Right. With dogs. And then you get to play a show. I think Walter mysteriously got, air quotes, sick at that show. He didn't feel well. So he, he laid in the van during that one. Oh, he didn't play at all? No, he just didn't feel well. Yeah. Uh, well Wink. played Wally. Not his first day. So, well so played. Alex would do that sometimes, too. Alex lost, I think Alex karmically lost a martial head doing that, playing sick at a show one time. He he lost it. Looks stolen. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Because he was because he wasn't paying attention. He was like sleeping in the van, and he left it like in a hallway of some club, and someone walked away with it. Whoops. Martial heads were hot commodities back Whoops. in the day. Yeah. So yeah. So there's there's you know there these aren't these shows were not always and, uh, and, and, wine and roses. Yeah, I mean, and we, and, put, uh, we and paid listen, we paid dudes back, back then. <laughs> we were pretty skinny dudes. Oh Like yeah. you couldn't afford to lose. Like I oh, barely, no. I barely held on to the weight that I oh, had yeah. on a normal day. Yeah. No, yeah. So I, mean, I we can't were, even no, imagine sure touring, stuff. and it was harder. And Listen, it was a lot harder stole. to be vegetarian back then oh, too, because impossible. there just wasn't any infrastructure for it. Now, yeah. if you it's got, easy. If you got tofu or pasta, you were you were excited. We used to go to health food stores, and. It was like, um, what do they call that? Uh, f- not a flash mob. What do they call that when people just run into like a grocery store and steal everything and run out? Like you'll see like on security cameras. Uh, hoodlums? No. <laughs> <laughs> Ro- robbery? We, we, would, we would walk into the seven or eight of us in Youth of Today Tour would walk into a health food store and just disperse. like, And there would be like two mom and pop like people like trying to watch us. And we would eat. And put ra- hide wrappers and just eat everything we could, and then we would pretend to buy one thing. And yeah. the, but the people in these places, these mom and pop health food stores, they would take mercy on us. We would tell them we were vegetarians and we were straight edge. And we were on this tour. We we're you know, spreading oh the word, God. and they would be like, "Oh my God!" And they'd give us food after we stole from them, yeah. <laughs> and they would feed us. Maybe you lead with that next time. Luckily, now I have a job. <laughs> I get paid for stuff. I haven't stolen in a while. Uh, I do miss stealing, but I haven't stolen in a while. But we would, we would survival. Yeah. No, I got you. I got you. Um, you can't lead with that, though, because then they're going to go, oh, these fuckers have no money and they're starving. Right. right. Get out of the store. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
But it was that was, uh, and I always try to explain the Europe on those squat tours, the joy of finding Tartex, and Tartex was a vegetable paste in a large toothpaste tube. And like Vegemite or something like, like that? It was like pate. It was like mushroom yeah. pate, yeah, 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 paprika, mushroom Tartex? pate. Tartex. And you just squirt it into your mouth and bite Tartex. a piece of bread. It sounds like something you would... It looked like dog about. food. It sounds like something yeah. like a construction fucking... Yeah. That's how you're going to put the... You're going to stick the uh, marble like, to the outside yeah, of the building. It's like yeah. grout. Right. Or grout or, or, or it's the thing you put on your car to, to keep it from rusting. Like Tartex. Like, oh, tartex. Yeah, like tartex. Extra tartex. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That does not sound but edible. In a van, eating like a baguette and squirting Tartex in your mouth, you couldn't get any better than that. Yeah. Now we, and then we also... This is a good tour, one that people don't know about. I think Luke might have invented this. You're so cold in the van, you piss into a bottle, and then you take the hot bottle of piss and put it in your shirt. Like a hot water bottle. It's a hot water heater. Listen. Hey. You need to get hey, warm. Survival, survival mode. Hardcore is not always fun in games. No. No. With cute t-shirts. I'm actually, you know what? Having heard this conversation, I'm actually so, so happy I didn't. <laughs> didn't do any of you that. You missed so much. No, no, no. I, I am uh, like I like you just. But you, you don't have a story. Like I never had. No, I didn't. No, listen, and and I, I have always said that it, as long as you bring a good story back, whatever you did yeah, was yeah. worth it. It's all sure, bad, right? It's only you know. It's stories. about the story. Yeah, but but. I'm really glad I, I I didn't have to endure that to have those stories. It, so it was for me. It was this was a, a growing experience in mental toughness. So, like so you this was you like can't break me ever because of these things. Right, sure. right. But but I mean, you've given me kind of like I can now go and like never regret, like no. never ever regret not doing that. You didn't miss a lot of. <laughs> like great times with uh, like uh, beautiful sunsets and beaches, you missed a lot of cold, miserable, right? Uh, and people stealing from, from you. I'm sure. Frustrating. I'm sure the money situation. Oh, I'm sure never people money. were. Everybody were, stole from us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We were. I remember playing even the Anthrax when we were kids and selling the place out and going down that like downstairs room and the guy being like, "What did it hold?" All right. Because I remember that place being just absolutely massive. I thought it was huge. I mean, I would think a thousand people, yeah. twelve hundred people. I could be wrong. The stage was huge, but I just remember going downstairs, and it was like grown-ups <laughs> saying things like, "Eh, it wasn't as good of a turnout." We'd be like, "You were turning wait, people wait, wait, away." Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. What do you mean? And then they'd be like, "All right, we're gonna have five hundred bucks. I'll give you five hundred bucks, kid." <laughs> Yeah. And you're like, five hundred dollars to pay that. That's probably like two hundred. And, and, and we were like, wow, that's a lot of money. Oh, two hundred dollars. We were like, what? <laughs> High five. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think the anthrax. You guys had great anthrax shows. Uh, that was a great venue for side by side, and that's the only place alone in a crowd ever played. Oh no way. We opened for Judge in uh, almost thirty years ago. Like it was November twenty fifth. Uh, Speaking of Judge, Mike, I talked to Mike yesterday, and he said. Um, he said he was going to reach out because he wants to make sure he'll be able to uh, get into the show. Um, Mike, Mike, I have a ticket for you. Mike, I said, Mike, I'm pretty sure you're okay. Mike, I have a ticket for you, man. But that's Mike in a nutshell. And 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 you know, and that's what's so funny because I haven't thought about this in many many years. I mean, this has been a kind of a wild couple of months for me. But um, how how important Mike 
judge was to me even doing alone in a crowd. I wouldn't even have thought about it if it wasn't for him getting judge launched at that at that same time. Ah, he was a catalyst. He was, he was my inspiration the... for that. Yeah, oh, because, really? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Fucking Mike Judge. Yeah. No, he came over. I mean, I've, I've gosh, I've told this story so many times now. I, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but but no one else has heard it. Okay, but well, these people haven't heard it. But um, Mike came over to my house. Uh, in Weehawken, uh-huh. came down to the basement, and he had a tape. He said, "Check this out." And it was the it was the seven inch, the New York Crew seven inch Sick. before before anything had happened with it. That's awesome. And I was blown away, just completely blown away. And it was just him and Purcell, and that's that. Yes. That was the spark. I was like, "Okay, I don't even need to have a band. Mm-hmm. It's so and fun- I can do this." It's so funny yeah. you say that Sick. because. As people are listening to this, the episode before was the one that I did with Mike Judge. And and he had told me, I never knew, but he had said, it was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to make a band. And, and I was like, all right, so is that when you got Sammy, whatever? He's like, no, it was just me and Porcel. I just wanted to make a record. And he had no intentions at the time of even playing out. He just wanted to make a record just to say what he needed to say. Yeah. And now that you just said that too, well, that, it's just like and, and I was just like I never knew any of that too, and I find that at all. Awesome. That that because I was I was kind of phasing out at that point. I mm-hmm. thought I was done. Right. And then he kind of like I'm like oh wait a minute I can do this. I, I, I think I can do this too. Right. And cool. uh, you know and. Uh, God bless him. I mean, I knew, I knew when I heard it. I said, "This is going to be freaking huge." Yeah, and and it and it was. He, oh. yeah, he's um, he's a special dude. He was. I mean, me and him. He was a complete opposite personality with on that Youth of Today tour. When I was very, you know, I was young and I was uh, easily influenced by you know these large characters and personalities but Ray and Richie and Purcell were there kind of like their vibe and their team and Mike was just like this opposite world you know yeah. so you'd be able to stay up at night with Mike and talk and like get some a different perspective yeah, he, on things he, he was just a he wasn't like no. he, he, he I think you're right I mean those other guys were the most like freaking gregarious, like in your face, like I mean, strong personalities, you know, hugely, like unbelievably strong personalities. Yeah. You know, in fact, I don't know how you guys did it in a van for that long. You I mean, just, I, I don't you, know how how that I just would learned, work. I just learned to because I have a strong personality, but then I just was put on the back burner because they were Walter and I were just kind of like. Fans, we just watched the show. Yeah, and uh, Mike was, you know, they were they were running core, especially Capo. His, yeah. you know, he was yeah. so charismatic, so charismatic, and yeah. like and, and and the amazing thing is though that Mike has so much going on in there. You yeah. know, I mean, so hard to get so, it out. So yeah, but he was so quiet. So you know? quiet. Even on the phone, sometimes I'll call him and we're talking, and half the conversation yeah. is me going, "Did I lose you?" Yeah. Hey. Mike, right, right, Mike, and he's just like, yeah, well, brother. Well, I, I, I hope, I hope he wants to come to the show. I'd love to see him again. Yes, um, he told, he told me yesterday. He said somebody was going to pass his number along to you, but he, he heard that you were a cop. And I said he's a lawyer. 
And he said, oh, I thought he was a cop, so he was yeah. getting pissed. <laughs> which is, which is, which is uh, worse, I don't know. Well, no, lawyers can be helpful. But I'm going to pass your number on to Mike, but he wants to come all, to the show. All good. All good. That would be so freaking great, because that's full circle. Well, he... That's full circle right there. Are you going to be in the show? I'm going to be... No, I'm going to be away. But I'm going to... That's why it's another thing I want to do this because okay. I can't be there in person. I have to be... I have so you're going to donate to the thing. GoFundMe, though, and tell everybody else to, too. I'm going to not <laughs> donate to the GoFundMe and tell everybody else to. No, of course. <laughs> yeah, right. I, uh, I'm going <laughs> to... Of course. But the, these guys... I'm actually going to be upstate with my family and my wife's family and her, my little ones, uh, cousins and stuff. I'm going to be away. Right. And, and for, those, Mike, for those of you who uh, can't see where we are and what's going on, <laughs> we're, we're in a, in a basically a... a kitchen area and we have you know little Civarellis uh, and, and not so little Civarellis so uh, 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 just kind of all around this, us this girl gang is being very yeah. quiet uh, it's extremely yeah. quiet and Amazing. extremely cool and yeah. we're yeah we're on a very heavily painted dining room table yeah. and we're uh, there's a lot of shit to look at yep and there's skulls and and freaking it's, bones it's, hanging from the, odd, from like, the ceiling yeah it's like even like like, like my daughter and, and, and your youngest daughter it's like you hardly even hear them yeah they're doing good so so let me ask you, so all of these things, because, you know, looking at at the skulls and... and, and so come back to the I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm, almost, I'm, I'm ready to start singing a Misfits song, like, it's, right now. My but, house, those guys wish they had my house. Yeah. No, I, I wish I had your house. But my, but here's the thing. Like, I'm looking at, like, these masks on the wall and stuff. Yes. Do you do you have them for, for like, art references? The, those metal ones? Like, like no, I'm just wondering, uh, like, do you use the skulls to, like, like yeah. as, as, yeah, a, yeah. as oh, a yeah. model for yeah. tattooing? I use it for, I'll photograph it in a position. I need to, and then I can draw from See, that. See, that's that's draw very from, cool. From life, my my dad uh, is an artist, and and he had a skull. Oh yeah, so you so I had I had a skull in my skulls. house too. Skulls are a thing that once you put in the universe that you need one or you want one, they come to you. And and they, and he, he had, had a hand, hand all wired together. Oh, like the, the nice. what's that hand? When you wire them together, articulated. No, you couldn't move it. That? You couldn't move it. It was, oh, it was frozen like that's that. That's cool. Yeah. My torso is pretty good. I was going to say, but you also have a legit torso. Four skulls and torso. Yeah. Four skulls and torso. I have a, but you know what? I feel oh like that's, yo, that's, that's like, like, like oh a new thing. Oh, my God. I was just like, you're going to do it. Four skulls and a torso. That's badass. You know what, though? After I got this stuff... After like I accumulated what I wanted to get, I never, I didn't want to be a gavone about it. I just was like, all right, I'm good, and I didn't put it out there anymore. Like I'm, I'm good. I don't need any more of that stuff, and it hasn't come. Well, but I used to do the same thing with machines and stuff. You know, paintings. I still try to put out there that I want stuff, but most yeah. of the stuff's from traveling. Alex Brown. Is that Alex? That. I, I, I just noticed. Yeah. So I have got an that, Alex and Brown. And I have that painting. one behind you. There's another Alex Brown drawing behind you of me and him in Amsterdam in '89. He did that one too. Oh, let me. I'm just gonna get up and yeah, take a look, look at, at that. that. Nice. Very cool. Okay. You gonna and um, and Alex. So, so my understanding is he's got like artwork in museums and stuff like that. Alex has stuff. He he art the art field goes with um, how the economy goes so he has highs and lows and he'll have stuff in museums he has collectors that do his things but um, I I said I wanted a painting and I'm not paying shit for it because his paintings are expensive and he sleeps here so 
That's any, the way any I, sleeves the, way I bro- the way I broker it is I'm not paying shit. Uh, so he he made me that one of Bella when she was little. That's Bella in the park, the pitch from that's Bella. That's fantastic. Red Light, so. That's fantastic. And I have a bunch. That's Bella. My daughter over there is from Henry Lewis. I have a painting of her as like kind of a Joan of Arc figure. Yeah, yeah. Her feminist, her feminist vibe. And then that's me and Alex in front of real fucky fucky in Amsterdam of shop. And then. That's a Sean Barber painting of Eddie when she was little, when she was ah. first born, me holding her. What do you need me to do? Wow, are you total Yakuza at this point? Is I'm that not a, a Japanese mafia, <laughs> but I have a No, bo- I'm, just, I'm just looking like at the painting bo- with, your, body suit, with, yeah. with your uh, shirt off. <laughs> Bella, what is she? Like, I'm not Japanese mafia, I made you a oh, you want tent? me to make the special tent? I can do that. Oh, I know the special tent. I'm going to take two minutes out of this podcast. Well, let's take a break. Yeah, let's take, take a, break. a break. Yeah, we'll pee and we'll have coffee. Or you guys want a food? You guys hungry? You now we're back from our break. So yeah, we have a break. break. Yeah, we're just talking about Jules getting his nose broken by Gingy in the Pyramid Club. Yeah, uh, Ryan yes. Flagneck, an unlikely superhero. Listen, the listen. I, you know, I don't know what happened with him or whatever, but because uh, he was never in any bands, he was just a he, skin. He was just a skinhead guy, older guy, like older, yeah. way older than me, way older than us. Um, anyway, he, he anyway Brian Flagneck, and we called him that because he had a freaking flag tattooed on his neck, and and I. And I think, oh yeah, it was backwards. It wasn't, and and it was, and it wasn't a good. It was like all green on him, and well, it was, yeah, it was eighties tattoo. Yeah, and didn't Harley do it? I don't know, but that would be glorious. I think, I think, and and listen, I may be remembering this wrong, but I'm pretty sure Harley did Brian's neck tattoo. See, who cares what it looks like if if Harley did it in the eighties? Well, there you go, there you go. Anyway, but but he he was always. He always had an eye out for me. I don't know, you know, just to, just to, like, he was, he had come in a few times and kind of made a difference in my life. I never, uh, I never had that kind of relationship with him. That's cool. Um, well, here's, here's the thing. I don't know. He might have been a total dick to everybody else. I, I, I don't know. I never had, I think he was one of those characters that, like, just looked menacing, so I just never yeah, sidled up to him. You know what, though? Here's the thing. He 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 was definitely of that skinhead kind of ilk. You yeah. know, where where you weren't at first sure, like, is this guy a Nazi or or what? Yeah. But but the more you got to know him, the more you you realize he was more like us. But he just had the he visually. had the look. He yeah. had the look. Anyway, so so yeah. So I'm at the Pyramid Club. And it's a matinee, one of Rabies matinees, and I forget, I, I honestly can't remember what band was playing, but I was really sick. It was a good show. I think Sick of It All might have been playing, actually. Okay. Or, or maybe Rest in Pieces. I don't know. One of them. Uh, and Gingy Brown's in the pit with me, and we're up front, and he does a foot plant on the edge of the stage and whips back with both arms right when I'm turning around. And he nails me with the point of his elbow right dead center on the bridge of my nose. And if you can look at Jules's nose, you'll see the exact point of the match. Yeah, it, it is quite, that's, that's it is quite pronounced. Um, and I've lived with that since I was 16 years old now. That's a, um, that's a glorious uh, battle um, scar. But, but, but and I, I mean, he hit me hard. And, and that thing just 
snap like that and blood I, I had a I forget I, it was a band shirt and it was a band shirt that I liked and it was white and it just was completely blood soaked and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of I move cool. my make my way out of the pit and I'm walking towards the, the, the front of the Pyramid Club and we were just talking about it that it was like this long, long kind of yeah, railroad, railroad hallway kind of looking thing and I'm 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 starting to black out and I can see the, the light in the windows are just it's dimming and like I'm 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 on my way out and Brian Flagnick grabs me. That's awesome. And he, he keeps me from falling and puts me on one of the bar stools and he's looking at me and it's almost like 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 I'm a boxer yeah. like and I'm in the corner and he's my corner he's my cut man he's my corner man you know and he's looking at me and he goes okay don't move and he puts two fingers like along the edge of my nose he goes oh it's broken oh yeah and I was like I don't think he needed to touch it to figure that out but but, but anyway so I end up at the hospital and I don't know if you remember. But there was a group of girls called, they called themselves the Small Girl Posse. I thought you were going to say Warzone Women. No, 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 no. No, there was small the, the Small Girl Posse. Yeah. And um, they actually, like, saw me there, like, sitting with Brian and, like, I'm, I'm friggin', you know, hemorrhaging. <laughs> and, and they're like, we're taking you to the hospital. And they pile me into a cab. I end up going up to um, Beth Israel Hospital. Wow. And, 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 you know, I get to the emergency room and there, there's like five, sense, there's yeah. five like hardcore girls with me at the hospital in the waiting room. They're so psyched. And, They're and, happy. And it was, uh, and, and, you know, and of course they call my dad and my dad's like, holy shit, my, my, my son's at the hospital. He comes bombing into the, the waiting room, you know, cause he's coming in from New Jersey and I'm there and there's all these girls around me and he, 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 he stops, he looks at me and goes, what the heck do you need my help for? And like, you know, he's like, you know, jeez, you know, uh-huh. you're fine. You're the whole team. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah. God, I wouldn't but, even have thought about calling, calling anybody. They were like, you want to call your dad? I'd be like, nah. Cool. Yeah, well, they weren't going to do anything <laughs> without it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and of course, because of the delay... See, I didn't know anything about what you do with a broken nose. I mean, I, you know. But uh, at the end of the day... Uh, it had all kind of congealed by the time the doctor saw me and they basically said, well, we can't do anything now. Like, you have to do it, like, right away. Yeah, break it again and put it but back But now in they're going to have yep. to break it again. And I was like, oh, okay, set, I've had enough. I have had enough nose Trump. breakage today. <laughs> um, and uh, and I never fixed it. That's cool. Never fixed it. All right. Crooked well, look at that. Good. You got a story to tell about it. Right, right. That's um, glorious. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, so... <laughs> So yeah, that's uh, that's uh, one of my hardcore I think there was memories. A lot, I think there's a lot of dudes like those those like flagnick dudes that were, oh, you know, like Frenchy or guys who were like around and seeing guys that weren't mm-hmm. band guys. Mm-hmm. They were just yeah, they were the glue. And I'll tell you, Brian, Brian. Here's the other thing. So so he helped me out when when I busted my nose. The other thing he did because here's the thing. This is uh, if anyone was wondering. I do not have a single tattoo. Really? Good for you. I don't have one. And what's weird is that that now sets me apart from, like, almost everybody else on the planet. Because back when we were coming up, tattooing was, was one, illegal. Yes, in New York. In New York. Yeah. And two, nobody had tattoos except us crazy 
people, right? I think the only and bikers and shit. It was it was for bikers. It was for like I mean in New York it was like bikers, a lot of like uh, navy dudes, like military, right, people. right, criminals and like guineas, like uh, hood kind of guinea guys would get a few here and there, but not too crazy. Right. But I mean, I remember I, I discussed this with somebody the other day. Timmy Chunks and Devil, they were like even Timmy Chunks, you know, had. I don't know, maybe like eight or ten tattoos on his arms, and I was like, "This guy is fucking crazy. He's getting tattooed constantly." And Devil had sleeves, and I was like, "This guy's nuts!" And like Blood Clot and Harley, like to me, they were so heavily tattooed that it was like insane. And now I'm just like, "Oh man, this guy's got like no tattoos." <laughs> yeah. Well, so so I'm in some records. Because mm-hmm. Brian used to hang out in some records yes. with Dwayne. Yes. And uh, and I, I was saying, oh, I'm going to have Billy design me a tattoo, and I'm going to get a tattoo. And I'm like 17, maybe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and here's Brian with that awful yeah. flag on his neck. And he kind of looks at me, and he goes, okay, this is what you do. Have, have Billy or somebody draw the tattoo design you want, like with a pen. Like a, like a non-washable pen. Right. And if you're not sick of it in three days, then go ahead and get that tattoo. Wow. And and so he did that. And and you know what? You were sick of it. I yeah. I mean, and I when when I found out that like, hey, you can draw whatever what you want. And, um, oh, I, no, I did, I didn't oh, hadn't okay. hadn't come up with oh, one, but but. <laughs> Billy did these great crucified skeletons on each forearm. I mean, like, so I'm walking around with that, and like, I'm like, nah, you know. But it was, but it was cool. I mean, yeah. like, it was a Billy design. You know, they look awesome. I have a picture from, awesome. from I have a picture from, uh, have a picture from um, the Squatterot tour in '89, right, where uh, Alex was thinking about getting tattoo, and I drew like these tribal <laughs> armbands all over. What was it called? The what tour? Squatter rot. We called Squat- it squatter rot. Okay. That so was like a thing. I have uh, yeah. Squat or rot. I actually have the journal. I have my journal from it, and uh, it says squatter rot on the front of it. Nice. But we, because we really only played squats, there was no clubs. And it was because we were like, and then like, when we went back in 91, Hold on, uh-huh. the secret's happening. Yes. <laughs> and a little bit. Tell Bella what you need to have done. She's Bella is my avatar. Right but, now. but she doesn't know how to make tents. If you explain it to her, because you're a great constructor of tents, she can figure it out. Are you hungry? Do you want to have a bacon? I yeah, I think you need to eat something. Make her a bacon. Okay. You want shrimp swap stuff on it with butter, or you want? <laughs> Cream cheese. I don't want it. Like, I don't need plain. All right, Bella's going to hook you up. So the second time we went back in 91, we went with Mark. Like I said, they um, it was much more pro. And we had a van. I think the... Yeah, the, I think we went... I can't remember. I think we had a van, and it was the company was called Dick's. So we had the Dick's van. It said Dick's on the side. Mm-hmm. Perfect for us. Perfect. <laughs> and we were able to stand, make this shit stand up. up. No. <laughs> we were able to stand in it, which was like such a luxury. And we had a driver, tour manager, this guy, HR, who looked like Fred Savage from uh, B-52s. Okay. And Fred Schneider. Fred Schneider. I was going to say Fred Savage from the, no. from, from the one he is. <laughs> yeah, actually, it was him. It was the other guy. No, Schneider. And he had a voice, like a super high-pitched 
voice and an amazing German accent, and he was very panicked. But he, um, we played some, we went, the first year we toured, we played this squat in Italy called Isla, and it was a very organized, wonderful place, turned into a disco at night, tons of beautiful people, and it was just really a great place. And that was more like a club, but it was uh, a squat, and they used the money to fund the squat from us playing to shows. And then the next year we went back and we didn't play. And the people took it as quite uh, an affront that we didn't go back and play their squat. So a couple of them came to the show and uh, they were up front at this, you know, whatever disco kind of club that we were playing, uh, spitting and yelling and giving it a finger. And we were just like, okay, whatever. And then this girl, a woman, you know, dreads, punk as fuck. Uh, gets pretty drunk and she just throws a beer bottle at me from about midway in the crowd and I'm singing and like my eyes like are half shut and I see like in the light you know I'm like what is that like there's something flying at me in the the silhouette like when the baseball gets lost in the sun Uh and all of a sudden boom hits me in the head Hit me in, hit me in the head, but not like on the side. Like hit me solid, and just bounced off my head, and then broke all over Sammy's drums. Like hit him, hit his cymbals, and broke. Oh shit! And I was like, that was a fucking bottle. And I was like, all right, what am I getting into now? And then I turn around, and she's on the stage running at me, <laughs> like just Vitor Belt floor style, like throwing punches, like running, throwing punches. And so, what did you do? Did you do one of these? I give her I, I boxed her ears No <laughs> No I give her one of those I Captain s- Kirk's You know I still I did the Captain Kirk roll I put my foot in the belly And flipped her No I just was singing And I stiff armed her And I'm just like Looking around There's like you know It's a club So there's like security guys And I'm getting like punched In like my shoulder And neck and ear And, and the I'm security like, guys are like Is this part of the show? Yeah they're like He, he seems fine I got my ass handed to me the last time we played England. This woman who I found out What's was, up with these girls wanting to throw your beat? I have a... It's a thing about me. But this, but I was sti- stiff-armed her, and they finally grabbed her off me. I'm all scratched and shit. And then later on, she got in the dressing room somehow. Like, the door opened, and she's pushing her way through, and I'm like, oh, come on. Like, and she's just like, I'm sorry. She sits on my lap, and she's like... Let me take you home. Yeah, uh, it's like, oh, no. You are batshit <laughs> crazy. There, is, there was a part of me that was like, hmm. hmm. And then I went, no, think better. There's probably like 20 right. people waiting. That story you. would have been good, but probably not worth it. No, I might not be here. <laughs> I might have been buried in, uh, yeah, in Bologna, no, they'd Bologna find, somewhere. They'd never find No, your your skull would be in her, her yes. living room. <laughs> And it put like a cauldron still soaking for the, getting the, the juice out of it. But the that place was that yeah, that was pretty amazing. But I got last time we played England some girl who I met people later, they were like, Hey, sorry about our friend and I was like, Who's your friend? She was like the girl that was like throwing you around. She was seriously I can't remember, she did something. Like, I don't remember if she was a butcher or a baker. I think she was a baker. A candlestick maker, right? She wasn't a candlestick maker, <laughs> but she did know the man, the old woman in the shoe. All right. But she, but she was a baker, and she would just, but like, needing dough all day. Thing? No, but she was so strong. Hands 
from oh, kneading dough. She was like a solid <laughs> peasant stock, like old school European or UK woman. And I came home. I just had got my neck tattooed, and she scratched the shit out of my face, the back of my neck. I came home. My wife was like, what the hell? And I was just like, just life. But this woman, like, was, I fell down twice with her, like, on my back. I was just, she was, like, tackling me while I was singing. And her friends were like, she got really drunk, and she hasn't been out of the house in a while, and she had Oof, the best time. So she let that Daddy, shit go on. Tell her good for her. Oh, thank you. What flavor is that? Blue. That's the best flavor ever, blue flavor. <laughs> Thank you. Blue. Wow. Oh, you can know lollipops? Thank you. Very oh. cool. We were just blue one too. Thank you. We were just saying we were dying for some lollipops. For people at home, they're actually wooden candles. They are wooden uh, candles. Fake flames. Yes. But um, in the imaginary world, they are blue flavored lollipops. Yeah. I got a lemon. I got a yellow flavor. Thank you, Eddie. (laughs) Very cool. What uh, What's the age difference? Twelve years. Twelve. Yeah. Sixteen and four. Wow. Mine's nine. <laughs> Bella flexed on that one for some reason. I don't know why that made you feel so powerful. Well, that, yeah, yeah, bitch. Twelve years different. Well, uh, I can tell you though, my two daughters—they're eleven years apart—and uh, Maggie watched Charlie, yeah, for you know, all growing up. I mean, she was a caregiver yeah. essentially. So their bond is really tight. These guys so. are like that too. Eddie, I think Eddie is, Eddie is tighter to Bella than Bella is to Eddie sometimes because she's busy with school and it's right, just, sure. she's more of the, uh, oh my God, what do you want? <laughs> well, well, we we appreciate you minding things while we're doing this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bella's, a baby, uh, Bella, Bella's a baby whisperer, so I knew she'd have no problem uh, running running the show. She's doing great right now. I know. She's doing really good. They're, 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 I think we got more goodies coming. They're working it out. Yeah, uh, we got a platter of stuff coming over. But uh, but so 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 flash forward. Yes, I mean here we are. We're 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 middle aged men. Oh yes, like full on middle aged men. Like not even yes. know, close to. We're we're there. We're there. And you know you've got your your tattooing. Business and yes. I'm I'm a lawyer and and uh, and here we are talking hardcore. I know. And so so how often does GV play these days? We it really depends. What do you have like four out of five shows or something in California that are sold out? Or three out of three four? out of four. Three out of four. I saw that yesterday. Come on, OC, get your shit together. <laughs> got like a hundred tickets left. But um, we're playing a show in Texas. I really just play, um, or I, ac- I accept things that are that make sense for us in terms of shows, and um, and uh, only you know we're, everyone's got to fly from different places, and um, so it has to be it has to be the right thing, the right fit, and make sense at the time. Mm-hmm. But I really don't. Um, I I turn down much more than I I accept because we also, you know, like you were saying, there's a time and this, you know, the time and the place. And with GB, I try to treat it as I've gotten like, you know, shit from people like, oh, do new new record or why you guys only play those songs. And I'm like, listen, we're not 
this, this, we've all done other bands. We've all done different things, and we're all very, you know, fortunate in that sense. But we also feel lucky that people still want to hear these songs because it's turned into a record that. If you're in the hardcore scene, either from 30 years ago or for you know, three days ago, it turned into one of those records um, that you need to have in your collection as to give you some sort of starting point or endpoint of style. So um, people, in, you know, that they still want to hear it, it's awesome. And I just treat it as, listen, if I was, you know, I said, I said this to, uh, remember Dan O'Mahony? Yeah, sure. He was uh, a year or so ago. We played a rev rev uh, showcase kind of a thing in California. Was that in July? I couldn't tell you. Probably. I, I, yeah. Because I, 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 I remember somebody saying something about. I, it may have been Jordan Cooper saying, yes. hey, "You should come out. You should come out for this." Yes. And I couldn't. Yes. Jordan. Jordan is. You know, it's instrumental. My friend Chris is instrumental. And um, but he was, you know, in his own fantasy way kind of saying to me like why don't you guys uh, do new music and this is like a reunion I said this isn't a reunion we broke up we got back together and we haven't stopped playing since we got back together and for me it's my my job and my joy to let people relive these songs in their own way like I'm there to bring you back to either you're 16 or 25 or whenever you got into it and put you in that place where those songs bring you and put you. It's like when you're listening to an old, you know, rock song when you're a kid, yeah. and it brings back those memories. That's what Girl Biscuits is for me, and I think for people who come to the show. And I feel like it's a nostalgia thing because the raps and the conversation is uh, always a contemporary theme, but the songs are just kind of classic at this point, and we're just there to like bring you back to that happy place. This isn't a mag- look at me, look at me, look at this sixth song I just wrote. I'm so cool. You know, or like this, I got some hot fire coming for you. We've all done different bands. We've all done these. I got some little, hot fire. Not hot, hot fire, Siv. A, 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 a little Dave Chappelle. Uh, <laughs> saying, like, just, uh, we're just shout we're out. Just, we're just here to, you know, so bring, no, bring it. No new Gorilla Biscuits music, period. No, I don't think... Well, we did... A while ago, we did a 7-inch, and we did a new song at the matinee, and one song... The funny thing is, people get so... People get so attached to the music, and they're so ready to judge you harshly for any new music. I've heard about it. I've heard And the second... The second song on it was actually from our demo. So the song we redid was a song that Walter wrote in 86. And everybody's like, that new song sucks. Fucking this. It's like, dummy. That was, if we put that on the uh, demo tape, it would be a classic song that you would love. Right. Because it was not put on. Right. We just didn't fit. We just had to cut a song. Right. And that was the song we cut. We redid that song. So it was like people judge it as like a new song that we were trying to do like an old song. It's like, no, that's an old ass song that we just revisited and re-recorded. So, you know, I'm not at this point, pretty much always, I'm not here to be judged or scrutinized. That wasn't what hardcore punk rock was to me. Right. My attitude is like, do it better or shut the fuck up and you know, let me do what I'm doing. Well, like, I'm not oh, here to be judged. Or, 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 yeah. or you're welcome to your opinion. Don't oh, listen yeah. to the song. Yeah, right? don't, you don't have to yeah. come to a show. You don't have to watch. Yeah, yeah you want to do yeah. your new bands that suck and like and, and like act like you're doing some new hot shit. Cool. But I'm not... Listen, I said this too. 
if Minor Threat got back together 10 years ago, 20 years ago, or tomorrow, and they're playing nothing but hits, you got 15 hits in a row, and then Ian goes, okay, this is a new one. Nobody wants to even hear it. Wah, wah, yeah, wah, wah. absolutely. Why do I want to bring my show down in the middle and make everyone suffer? No one wants to hear a new fucking song. You get a new song, put it out, let me listen to it for a year. Then if you want to put it in, if it's, it's hot, put it in. But I'm not trying to bring down the show. Right. Live shows are live shows. Live right. shows are supposed to be chaotic, fun. We won't play any shows with uh, security or any shows with barricades. I don't want any of that shit. If I'm going to play a fucking show, we're going to play a show. It's got to feel like it's the Pyramid Club in 1988. Right. Or why the fuck am I doing it? Right. I don't and, need it. And, and uh, you know, you bring up I a have really... A job. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. This well, is job. Uh, well, listen, my mentality was never to make hardcore my profession. Exactly. I mean, as a kid. Exactly. I was like, you, you work you work so you could play hardcore. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like, exactly. You know. Um, but, uh, but, you know, reality gets in the way. I mean, you know, shit costs money, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. you gotta, shit has to be paid for. Sure, oh, of course. Uh, you know? And I mean, when I, that's the thing. When I go, well, that's the thing, too, with accepting shows. Like, it has to be, their guarantees have to be a certain thing, because I have to leave work. I have to right. leave my kids. Right. Everybody has right. to leave their shit. We have to fly places. So it's gotta be, yeah. you know, economically, unless it's a benefit show that we do, right. do for, like, Right, and by the way, let, let me just tell you something. Since you've used the buzzword benefit, Benefit show. Yeah. We'll 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 jump yeah. off of that. So this yeah, benefit absolutely. show, I cannot tell you. Question, real yeah. quick. Sure. Alone in the crowd. Is it true or false? You've only played one show Correct. ever. Correct. Correct. Just want. That's what I heard, but just wanted to double check. Which is which is kind mind. of a nutty thing. It is a nutty thing. Um, remember. So what we were talking about before. Remember, I. I when I first started, it wasn't to have a, a new band. It was just sort of like, let's do this record. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, kind of like what ju- what Mike Judge was saying, right? Yeah. Um, but when we, when we when me, Carl, Lars, and Rob, and Howie got together and we were playing, and I think it was in Lars's garage or something like that, so that was great. We didn't have to have a rehearsal space <laughs> yeah. or anything. And we just... Kind of enjoyed jamming with each other, you yeah. know. It was it was the the pressure of I'm um, starting a new band was just not right. there. It was just like we're going to do this, and if it works, it works, and if it doesn't, whatever. Yeah, who cares? That's right. how I got sucked into the sip stuff. It was just like, yeah. dude, let's just do two songs. Yeah, which uh, you know, I I want to talk about that in a second too, okay. because <laughs> because but 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 uh, but anyway. Uh, so with this benefit show, let me just tell you. I mean. Everybody is coming out of the woodworks to do something, to contribute yes. something. Which is awesome. I mean, artwork. Uh, um, you know, because we're gonna have we're gonna have merch just for this. That's awesome. Show. Yeah, there's some. Yeah, I shared a bunch like on my Instagram and stuff. I shared a few different designs that were made, and I let everyone know like if you can get tickets and make it to the show, like grab yourself a limit because they're dope. But but it's not just you know it's not just you know. The, the bands alone it's there's a lot of people contributing to this um, uh, Brian Simmons is is just a, a freaking great asset because he's going to mm-hmm. be running the running the merch in the in the back That's of the awesome. venue and um, and all of it's going to Howie every last sent is going to Howie. Um, uh, you know, Rev uh, Jordan reached out and said, "Hey, what can I do?" I mean, it's this is this is some Jordan's great a good dude. Yeah, this is some great stuff. Um, but you you brought up Sif. Mm. 
Um, <laughs> you brought up Civ. Um, so you got to understand. So like I, uh, I went to college right down the street here hey, at the city, city college, college right? uh, when I was trying to get like all of the prerequisites I needed to go to the merchant marine school, mm-hmm. right? Because I needed math and all of this stuff that I didn't have. Um, anyway, so while I'm going to City College and then on to SUNY Maritime, um, I'm listening to the radio and it's I can't wait one minute more and it's a uh, thorn in my side. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and then I hear Zach, uh, wow. you know, and Rage is going friggin' bonkers. Zach and I'm like, I know all of these, like, I know all of these guys and they're on the radio, like, as I'm driving my yep. car, my, like, my, all the time. Mike Judge, uh, when, when I got, when I, I, Mike and I spoke for about a year before the judge reunion thing. We were on the phone constantly, and I was in his ear trying to uh-huh. make this happen for a year before yeah. it happened. And uh, Very interesting story that Mike told. And he's just like, yeah, I was watching. This is my Mike Judge impression. He's like, I was watching MTV, brother, with Karen. And Karen's like, I love this song. And I'm watching it, and I'm like... That guy was my drum roller. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's like, and she's just like, what? No, he's not. And he's just like, that's Anthony. He was my drum tech. And I was just like, hell yeah, it was. I was like, I'll still be your drum tech. And uh, she didn't believe me. I had to show her pictures. And I was just like, Karen, yeah. he wasn't I, I really liked that Civ record. I had it at, at college, the CD. I yeah. listened. I would listen to that all the time. Yeah. Is a great, great record. Yeah, I, uh, oh, Walter is a great songwriter. Yeah, he. You know, and and it's funny because to use the term artist for a lot of hardcore, I think you know, like the artists on our label, like oh, uh, yeah. like that, that never really. I was never. Yeah, I was no, ne- I that never that. really. Uh, Right, but but I've always considered Walter to to kind of like be an art. Like of of all of those guys, I would use that I word. See, I mean, I still see him as uh, I see him as a, a, a musician and a songwriter, and I think he's the thing I appreciate and uh, appreciate, but I'm jealous of is that when he was pre- we were probably like 17, and I got him a job at Down to Earth, and he couldn't, he just can't function in a job and he'll admit it and then he was working hence artist I'm telling you yeah and he was working at (laughs) yeah uh, makes sense and he was working at another place integral yoga and he got fired from there and he was just like that's it man like I'm never getting like a job again I was like you barely had a job at all like you're not really like a strong workforce guy you know but he stayed out of it just so when I went to law school one of the one of the professors was a an entertainment lawyer hey let me know when you get over there right okay and uh, um, he was a good guy good guy um, but he he had this theory which is that like Artists have been given this gift. You know, they have this gift of being able to write a great song or, 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 or whatever. But God then takes something away. <laughs> and, and the goal of, like, someone who's a manager or whatever is to find what that is that they're missing and make sure and take care of that so that they can, so that they can Mostly do... Mostly what everyone is missing is... The ability to um, do normal things and have any kind of like time 
uh, the ability to keep time or show up on time or juggle or manage time. I mean, that's my my issue. We're just like things like, you know, that's, I mean, luckily I have people that work for me that help me and my wife does it like, you know, for me to answer like an email sometimes or like to get back something or find something. It's like climbing a mountain. Oh, I can't do it. Yeah. Someone else has to like help me do it. But like, I mean, I don't consider myself, I know this is going to sound completely stupid, but you know, I don't consider myself, I, know, I don't use the term artist either, but it's like, and I say to my daughter that just left, she's, she's a great artist. She's a great singer. And I'm it's completely the biggest hypocritical dad. I'm just like, listen, you can't make a living as an artist. You got to figure out something with school that's going to fucking get you a job, a paycheck, a career, something that you like, love doing. But come on, bro. What are you going to make a living with music and art? Right. <laughs> and she and, just goes. And, oh, and, and you know, you know what? You, you talk about being hypocritical there. And I think that's a really interesting point that you you just made because I find myself being this like ultra conservative <laughs> dad, you know, dad, like I want you to like, like, I mean, my kids have all gone on to be nurse, nurse, engineer, you know, like all yeah. hyper practical professions, you that's know, where that's the thing. It's like, I don't, I don't, I'm, I would definitely not a conservative dad. And I don't mean politically. I know. You understand. I yeah. Understand. Yeah. But, I, but that's yeah. the other thing when you have, you know, people that came out of the, of the scene as we did. I think there is a weird political shift where a lot of our uh, contemporaries and um, people that um, were either there or people we looked up to, they had this shift as they got into adulthood when they had to take like working class jobs or like union jobs and they went the other way yeah. and they went right wing. And like with my daughter and people I know, yeah. that, you know, sometimes I see things online or I tell people in person, I'm just kind of like, how are we from the same scene right and this is where you're at now but it comes with uh who you satellite with and who you work right. with and who well you and it's also I, you know I, you know I, it's funny I'm, I'm a pretty slow learner actually but i finally figured out that that whole, that whole mythology of of the you know the the, the preacher's daughter being the Mm. Being the problematic one, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And I, I realized what it is. I finally figured it out. <laughs> okay. sure. right. It's because <laughs> the preacher can't conceive of, you know, being a bad kid, like doing drugs or, you yeah. know, promiscuity or whatever. It's not on their radar, so they don't know how to prepare a kid. You know, to mm. properly, uh, essentially, and, and 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 it is a it's a it's a listen, it's a mythos. It's not a uh, you know, I'm not accusing yeah. anybody, uh, but but see, I saw so much crazy stuff. Yeah, growing up in New York City in the '70s and '80s, yeah. sure. being part of punk rock, you know, that I'm like ultra like strict with my kids <laughs> you know see like, I'm still yeah. I think because I'm still in it and what I do for a living and everything that I still like am involved in I find that it's hard for her for my older daughter to find something to rebel against because you have to rebel against your parents and you have to butt heads this poor kid's hands are tied right because anything she wants to like you know kind of raise a flag about it. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that shit. Like, no, you're not supposed to agree with me, Dad. And yeah, she's just like, oh, he's on this one too. Right. You know what I mean? So I think she's, you know, she's she's found a few things to, to piss me off. She's doing her job. But, it, you know, ultimately it's, it's hard when you're on the same page. For a few years. Now it's cool that we're on the same page. Yeah, fortunately, I'm the... 
I'm the weird one. <laughs> like everyone else in my family is like normal, well-adjusted, super. You know. Yeah. Uh, like I'm the I'm the well you use the word cracked before. yeah I'm the cracked one you know <laughs> it's hilarious it's hilarious so 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 it's I mean definitely strange when you after you um, you know after the kids are like past the like cute age when they get like twelve or thirteen yeah. it's like fuck now I got to figure out how to parent right yeah. now yeah right. I got a couple of years left to you go. got a couple of years it gets great. brutal she's nine and and, and, and it, it goes. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. I like that. that. Everybody told me. Size of a football. Everybody told me once they hit about sixteen, seventeen, they're back, and it's true. Yeah, they play now. They play now. Yeah, shitty years. Where you question yourself (laughs) and you're just like, (laughs) motherfucker. Yeah. Fucked up. But then you didn't find it. But so, so, um, back to the church in Philly. Back to the church in Philly. Yes. So. I talked about the merch, um, you know, and they're awesome designs. Yeah, Alone in a Crowd. Alone in a Crowd had only four original songs. Ooh, you so know, I was wondering. I was wondering about, about that. Talk about the set. Yeah, I was well, wondering about. I'm, we're not gonna. We're not gonna spill all beans. Give me a little bean. I'll little give bean. you some beans. Couple gorilla biscuits uh, covers. Kind of song. We're gonna do a sip song. Do a quick sip song. Actually, we gotta call those guys for the horns. We got. I got horn guys. Now we got them in Dallas. Anyway, so you know, alone in a crowd. By virtue of being a side project for everybody but me and Howie, essentially, yeah. uh, we have a whole uh, book of music uh, between all of these uh-huh, different guys. Uh-huh. So we've got uh-huh. some plans to expand the set because I think it would be a absolutely ridiculous thing to hype this whole thing up, yeah. go four on songs. and play four songs with, now, with people because apparently people are flying from like South America and Europe I and, actually and have stuff a German, like that. Uh, so uh, German Robert? friend yeah. of mine, that's yeah. amazing, dude. I have a German friend of mine who I was gonna, I was gonna maybe do the Paris convention. I usually tattoo him in Paris, and he said I can't make it to Paris because I'm flying in for the Alone in the Crowd show. So and, wow. and and by the way, I, I, I can't stress enough how how crazy all of that is to me. Of course, I mean when we did the when we did the CBS reunion when it was CBS was closing down and they asked us oh, to do a yeah. basket show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, me and Walter, you know, we had to have like a long kind of conversation about it, dinner about it, and when we agreed to it and then they booked it, there was people flew in. I was like, I wouldn't walk around the block to see me play. These fucking guys are flying in from Japan. Yeah. There was a line around the block. People slept outside. Yeah, that's crazy. That's, that's, it's nuts. That is insane. Yeah. I mean, lo- I love it. It's totally, I mean, I, I appreciate any anybody that would listen to anything any of us ever did. No. It's cool, but I, it's I, crazy. I, oh, no, I'm floored, though. Yeah, it's I'm crazy. floored. It's crazy. Um, I'm with you. Uh, that's uh, humbling shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. it also makes you go like, fuck, I better be good. Yeah, well, there's a little, there's is, a little pre- keep you on Is there any guest singers? There may be. Okay. I'm. 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 Uh, you heard it here first. I am. There, uh, I, there may be some folks helping me out. I am old now. You know. <laughs> 
You couldn't have said that well, in any older way. Well, if he takes his advice, take some advice from me at the beginning, what you got to do. Right, I yeah. And, and I'm already behind in my uh, you gotta start my workout. Clean, yeah, yeah. Start, you got to start a little cardio. Make sure you take a shit before you get on I'll the stage. I'll put you... The shit comes naturally from nerves. Right. Every time, slowly, you get the runs. But I put the, I'll put the I'll put the insanity on right for you now. Pure cardio. It's only 40 minutes. There you go. Got in the back room. <laughs> but uh, I was doing it I was actually, doing it the other actually, day. Actually, you know, it's guys funny. Are doing the coming over, the coming over here, I I must have taken the wrong train or something because it dropped me on the wrong side. You were on the east side. I, I well, no, I I, I I seem to remember the red line going up on the west side, but but I came up on the east side mm. of. City right. College, so I'm like, where the yeah. hell am I? You're in the subway here? Yeah, yeah, and and uh, yeah, come up. Yeah, come and so up. yeah, I'm coming up the hill. I'm sweating, you Cardio. know. Yeah, so yeah, so, so I've started. That's I did it. Same thing. I started. I think I came up the wrong way too. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll figure out. We'll figure out a way because you're going back to Brooklyn. <laughs> I'm going back to Brooklyn. I'm going back to Brooklyn. Yeah. So this is good. D train. Uh, I gotta get to Gowanus. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know what train. I'm gonna have to figure that out. That's, we'll a, figure mis- it all out. that's a mystery to me. I'm well, well, here's the thing. When, when, you know, growing up in the 80s in Brooklyn, I mean, I would never wander anywhere near any of these places now that people are paying top, oh, yeah. top dollar. It used to what be... about where we're sitting right now? Oh, no, no kidding. <laughs> no shit. You ain't coming around here 25 years ago. No. And in unless fact, you want to And in fact, exactly. where the train dropped me off on that eastern side of the college, you didn't, you didn't no. freaking go there, no. man. No, no way. way. No even way. When I, even when I moved I, up here, it's going to be 17 years. Do you remember? God, yeah. I wonder, were you in the van? Because <laughs> I, 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 if, if you weren't, this is like one of those freaking stories. Okay, so Billy. Billy had that Billy apartment. Billy side by side. Correct. Billy okay. side by side. Had that apartment on Pitt Street. Mm-hmm. You remember that place? I remember. I never was there, but I remember Alex talking about it. Yeah, oh, so you, you weren't there for this. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Like it's it was like a you know a cop got shot on his roof and there was like this Doberman that like I guess the drug dealer on his floor used to just let loose in the hallway. So you'd walk Security. up, you'd walk up and there'd be a freaking killer dog, you know, just just looking at you. Oh, yeah. And then um, and then Billy Billy had a two by four. That, that he installed, like, on the door to make sure that no one could bust the door in, you know? Like, so, like, uh, when he would answer the door, like, when you would go to his place, he'd have this two-by-four in his in his hand. And I remember one time, I, uh, one time we were walking out of there, and there's a police precinct right by. Yep. Uh, there, on, on Pitt Street, I think. Anyway, um, and, and listen, I bet this is all prime real estate now, but back then it was freaking... Sketchy, oh, and yeah. and, and uh, um, one time it was Gavin, me. I want to say another one of the New York hoods. Actually, it might have been Kevin or or oh, one of those like guys. Gavin was in the hoods. Yeah, yeah, because Gavin played in side by side. Yeah. So Gavin played a lot of bands. Yeah. Oof. So yeah. so we're walking down, and Billy's locking up, and we're walking down the the stairs, and the freaking NYPD hands on their guns. Get up against the wall, and we're like this, and of course we look like hardcore kids. So you know they think they think they got us. You know they think these sketchy dudes. There's no reason for these guys to be in this house. You know, and you know, you know here here I am, and and they're like, what are you doing here? It's like we're visiting our friend. You know, you know, and uh, and Billy comes down the stairs, and he's like at the top of the landing, and he sees us all up against the wall, and uh, and they go. 
you know these guys? <laughs> and, and Billy takes a second. Mm, and he's, nice. he's thinking. And, and he, said, he told us, he said, I was thinking about saying I had never seen these I guys before I would, in my uh, life. I would turn right around and right. back upstairs. But, uh, but, 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 but Billy said, tells the story probably better than I do. But he says, we were all like, tell him you know us, tell him you know us. <laughs> you know? And, and, uh, um, and they made him go up and get his lease. Amazing. To prove, to prove that he lived there. Those were their leases. Yeah, good, yeah. Well, he, job, he, he got it. He got it, and they let us go. You know, it was so funny That's being weird. a straight-edge kid in, in New York, because I was getting thrown up against the wall for people thinking I had drugs all the time, well, and I yeah. never did. I've gotten you know, over, I was like... I've gotten pulled over up here. Yeah, yeah. Just driving um, around in a circle looking for parking at night. Um, coming back from an alone-in-a-crowd practice, this is when I now I could drive, mm-hmm. and I would go across the uh, George Washington Bridge. And I had Howie in the car with me. I had another kid, another friend of his from Pennsylvania, I think. I can't remember. Uh, but we're coming off the George Washington Bridge. Boom. Oh, I'm sorry, dog. I just startled the dog. That's okay. Um, uh, cops on us like freaking white on rice. Uh, um, and, and flashlights, I mean, squad cars, undercover car, like, and we're like, what the heck? What are we doing? Yeah. You know, and they're like, what's that in the back? What's that in the back? Uh... Water? Yeah. You know, it's we had a bottle the, of water. Uh, yeah. It's always, uh, we're always the most boring people to pull over. Yeah, no, no. And they thought, driving, we played, they thought for sure they had me. We played the uh, <laughs> we played the old Ritz, um, I don't know, a year or two ago. And, uh, you know, by the time I got home, it was like four in the morning. I dropped everybody off, and that was my, you know, task to do my penance and drive around looking for a parking spot. Right. And cops pulled me over on Riverside, flashlights, and they're like, what are you doing? I was looking, like, for looking for parking. Looking for parking. Like, <laughs> yeah. where, are you, where are you coming from? And I'm like, I just played a show at um, <laughs> Ritz, and they were like, I was like, what? that's where I was. Yeah, I, I just dropped my wife and kids off. Yeah, and, like, and they were like, okay. <laughs> it's just like, hey, what are you gonna do? Yeah, it's like there's nothing going on here. I'm not. I mean, I could see it. 15 years ago, you'd come up here and you'd everybody's driving around again, crack. You know? Yeah, but, yeah, right, right. And, and and probably they saw you circle the block that's one it. time and that's I all they needed. I always get pulled over by yeah. DTs up here when I first moved in and then yeah. they kind of figure out they always see the same car in me. The, uh, so Billy's place was famous for every time somebody would go there because he'd always say, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. But every time we would go over Still there, there'd happen. be some freaking crazy, violent thing, you know. Like Alex used to have a crazy apartment too, on like Rivington. Yeah, no, that's right, Rivington and Essex. Yeah, I had I yeah. lived on Fifth and B. And that um, was wow. Yeah, Alex lived with Capo and Tommy Carroll yeah. and Alexa. Yeah. I think. That was like, it was like. Oh, look at me, I, I have think, no idea. It was kind of like the <laughs> people that were all in the squat and they moved. Into yeah, but the it was like a real apartment. Yeah, yeah. but they had like that one squat like place a, where everybody lived too. Yeah, I, I don't. With the dudes from Nas, Neil Nas. Yes, and didn't, wasn't he always like working to like kind of. Uh, yeah. Renovate it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Roger That's, had a great squat. Yeah. Roger had a beautiful house. Um, I couldn't but, believe on this. But so we're, we're picking up Billy before some show. And it's it's Purcell. I think Alex. I, I don't remember who was in there. I'm sure it was Purcell. I'm sure it was Richie. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're parked in front of the Pitt Street apartment building. And there's a, there's a, um, a woman... Who clearly what had happened was that she gave this guy money for drugs, mm-hmm. and he just took the money and didn't give her any drugs. It happens. So she starts yelling that he stole my money. He stole my money. Kind of 
leaving out the, the whole I was trying to buy drugs yes. part. And uh, I want my money. And so they're having this altercation kind of like right around where the van is. And we're all we're all there. <laughs> Just, you know, a bunch Washington, of I'm yeah. sorry, but, but, you know, we're it's a bunch of a, a bunch of kind of young white kids like in this van just like and and meanwhile there's this this amazing television show and and so what the guy does what the guy does and and two cops show up two beat cops show up and they're like just kind of watching making sure nothing crazy happens and 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 she's telling the cops to get this guy he stole my money he goes i don't have your money and he pulls his pants down all the way to his ankles and he starts walking around like this see i don't have your money i don't have that's where i keep my money too and this guy who was standing off to the corner something about that set this guy off and and there was always there was always debris and trash and and stuff on the street like plenty of plenty of weaponry was always readily available and he grabs this like Big pipe, and he comes and he comes in swinging on this guy, and he comes in sideways and hits him. And I swear you could hear ribs crack. Mm. And this guy hits him so hard, and the two beat cops are there, and they freaking they freaking grab him. So he's got the pipe, and they're starting to grab him by like the collar, and he drops the pipe and he puts his hands up like this. They throw him onto the hood of the van. (laughs) And and we're watching this guy, you know, like this. And they come down with the nightstick right on his head. And it's like... Home run, you know, um, like, and, and meanwhile, it's so funny because we're like, holy shit, holy shit, and we're like, like hitting the locks, you know, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like holy Locking shit, the doors. holy shit, what the, f-? you know, and and so this guy's now bleeding all over the van, you know, yeah. from the cops, and they've got him in handcuffs, and, and the other guys, the down. other guys there with yeah. his pants down, like holding his rib cage together, <laughs> and, and you know, and it, it's just this crazy thing. And anyway, the cops haul the guy off and, and and tell other people to disperse and whatever. And so we're all sitting there, kind of like, what just happened? And then Billy comes walking out. He's like, hey, he guys. Goes, hey guys, what's going on? <laughs> you know, like, he moment. had no, he had no clue of what like, had just gone I, down. I feel like 14th Street was always good for those moments because <laughs> <laughs> we used to practice on 14th Street. Oh right, uh, Giant, right? Giant, and there was another one too. Um, yeah, I have. I actually was. I pulled out. I pulled out a trunk of like the you know all the hotness and uh, uh, from all the things I saved like flyers and things I actually I have a giant. I, I didn't, didn't save. Oh, I've got uh, nothing. Really? I I've got nothing. I have a tra- I have a treasure chest. I I auctioned off all of my records for like a charity thing. Wow! Like that was all I had. I left. have all my vinyl. I have everything. Yeah. T-shirts. Everything. Yeah, I, I can't believe what people order. trade that stuff for. I mean, what they'll pay for? Yeah, I had a Chung King. I had a Chung King. That was the only uh, thing. That was that's the only like, thing. like that's like the. You have it. No more. That's the Holy Grail, huh? You have it. I just got rid of it to my friend, a guy from Germany. I got rid of it this year. Uh, I had Purcell gave it to me in the apartment when they did it, and I argued it. He's like, "Oh, you have one of these?" And I was like, "He's like, there's a hundred of them." And I was like, "Eh, I'm good." And he's like, take it. And I was like, ah, I don't want it. It's like a joke record. I was there for the recording. I don't, I'm good. He's like, just take it. And I was like, dude, I don't want to carry this fucking record around all day. Like, I'm, I got to run errands. I'm down. I'm, you know, I'm doing stuff. I'm just going to walk around with this album. And I, and I took it, luckily. And I had it upstairs. And my friend Chris Lisk uh, from California came over a couple of years ago. He used to work for Paul Frank and stuff. 
and he was going through my records, and he was so mad because I don't treat them like anything special. <laughs> and uh, so he was pulling them out, and he was showing me online like what things were worth. But I have a friend. I didn't want to sell it in like a bidding war setting. Right. I have a friend of mine who collects them, and he has a few. And uh, a few chunk kings. He has a few chunk kings. European guy. Okay. And uh, I think he, I think he got rid of one to get a test pressing. I hooked him up with uh, with some for another friend had a, a test pressing. I gave him, I got him a test pressing, but I I sold him mine. A chunk king test press. Yeah, she's like two. So, um, but he's you know he's a, he's a he's the guy that's flying in for the, he's a, oh, he's he's great. legit hardcore dude. Great. Um, and he's got a good job, and he is he's in love with hardcore music and the whole history of it. So it's like couldn't that's have awesome. gone to a better home. All right, he's a great guy, and um, so. I was in the process of selling a house out east and buying a place upstate. And as a wise uh, f- a friend of mine from California, who is a ex bank robber, ex junkie, um, he's a tattooer, musician, punk rocker, LA original LA punk rocker. Hmm. He was selling um, some machines and uh, artwork, and I said, "Dude, you know why? Why are you selling this shit? Because I hold on to most everything." And he said to me, you can't live, you can't live in a painting. And I said, because he was buying a house. And I said, that's true. So when it came time to uh, get a, a house, a, lay, a summer house for these guys. Right. I got rid of a couple things. Uh, yeah. Just to, you know, have a little extra yeah. renovation money. And uh, I, you know, I looked and at it. And one of them was Sean King. I looked at it and I said, I don't even think I've ever played this. Yeah. Pretty soon, but Peppa's back on. You want to watch Peppa Pig? We'd change subjects. We're talking about Peppa Pig <laughs> yeah. now. Um, yeah, so I got... That was, like, one of the only records I... I don't think I've ever sold, really, a record. I've given a bunch away and, uh, you know, traded shit, but that was the only thing. But it was... it was. Uh, I felt like it was a solid a solid uh, move. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I... The, the whole concept of collecting... Is just I, I I'm just not one of those I'm not wired yeah. that way I, I don't even think I am. oh I'm gonna hold on to this and, all depends on know. what it is but other than other I just than, treat it like it's personal to me like I was right, there and right that was the thing like with the GB stuff like I never sold any of my old records like my test pressings and all that stuff because I that was my thing right the judge record I was there for the recording of it and like backups but I didn't play on it it wasn't my record right so I didn't feel right right. There wasn't that attachment to it. There was there was a connection, but not that much. uh, um, You know, it's funny talking about recording. Let's talk about recording. Let's do it. Let's talk about recording. I love recording. I do too. It's fun, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's like way fun. I haven't had one of those. I hadn't, but I never had one of those where like we're all frustrated with each other. It's just not sounding right. Like 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 we we never had those moments. Really, I didn't really have those moments. I had early on. I had rough moments where it was. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. We were running out of money at Donna Fury's really fast, at, like doing demo tapes for like a seven inch. Right. And uh, can feel like the frustration from other people in the band for uh, my weak linkness of, in the recording session. Um, and there's, you know, and as a singer, I think there's so many variables of how you're going to approach something and do something and working it out. So I think that's one one thing where your time gets eaten up 
when uh, you know you're recording and you're trying to do things different ways or trying it. If you're not, if it's not worked out ahead of time, you're fucking just throwing money out the window. So I mean, it's all for me. It's a year, a year's worth of work to get before you get to the studio. Right. I mean, the early stuff, I don't really remember. That was just more like. We'll, do we'll, this or do that. Well, and, and here's the thing, too, with the recordings. I mean, the Alone in a Crowd record, we recorded in like two hours yeah. or something like that. I mean, it was just that. You had it, yeah. I mean, it, down it, and it was done. It, it, well, but. but it, Where'd it, you record that? Demo, demo. demo. Yeah, demo. Don Furies. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know from recording other than Don Furies. Like, that's all well, I that's, know. That's a good point. When I, after, after you're used to Don Furies. Um, you know, you know, you have X amount of hours before Don's drunk on fucking Garoppa with his legs crossed, and uh, you know he's, he, he's and you're drinking Manhattan sodas from the corner. But he, after when I had to do the Civ stuff, I recorded those two songs in a guy's bathroom in Jersey. This guy Chris Gibson. Um, I sang those in a bathroom and in a bedroom with the microphone in the guy's bedroom. And those are still the, that's still the audio that we used. Huh. We cleaned it up, but those were recorded in a guy's apartment. And then after that, we went to, um, um, we recorded in Don's. And then the second um, record I recorded, we went up to Bearsville in upstate New York. And that was the, the, one of the guys from the band, I think the drummer from the band owned the part, part of the mm-hmm. part of it and some property. But that was a really fucking cool experience because we had a producer, this guy, Steve Thompson, who worked on Appetite for Destruction. We had an engineer. We had a guy who just did microphones up there and guitars. Mm-hmm. So it was a real team thing, and they had one of the like only Neve boards in the United mm-hmm. States. So it was really... And we were immersed in it. We were there for three for weeks. For this was uh, the second Civ record. Okay. And I cannot tell the light. I've never heard it. That's okay. Never ever. It's, uh, it's different than the... For, oh, thank you for this book. It's much different. I think it really comes off different because Sammy and Charlie wanted to do it as two separate things. Like all the hard songs are on the back end. And I, we had it so that it ran where it was like a mix of like more like poppy melodic songs and like kind of hardcore songs. And they separated it, which I always thought was a mistake for like the album. Like one side was for this, one side the other. Just there was no cohesiveness to it. So at any, but recording that record, I had um, we were upstate, and um, after we recorded, it was all done. We were there for three weeks, sleeping up there, doing all this stuff. But really got into the, the engineering and the recording process, and like trying to stretch. Our own abilities. We had keyboard dudes come in. Right, That's why right. a lot of people are like, "Their fucking record sucks." Keyboards is poppy, whatever. I don't care. Well, I had a great experience. Well, yeah, and and you but know, when we came back, um, Steve Thompson called me up and he's just like, "Come to the studio. We're like, getting, you know, we're going to be mixing this stuff." But come, I get to listen to this. So he came in and he played us what we recorded up there, and I was like, "What." I was back in like the city for like a week, and I'm like, "What is this from? What takes are these?" He's like, "These are the final takes." And I'm like, "What?" Because we were up in the woods, like having vegetable juices in the morning, and playing video games, and like swimming. It was just a whole different vibe. And he's just, and, uh, okay. And he's just like, uh, "What do you think?" And I was like, "These sound crazy." He's just like, "You sound like a pussy." <laughs> and I said, yeah, yeah. 
I had to re-record all the vocals for the whole, really? all thirteen wow. songs in the city. Wow! But and I, and I literally was like, "Okay, what are we gonna do?" He's like, "We got to re-record them." And he's like, "Go get a bottle of water." And I like, I said, "Okay." And I started that day. Like, didn't even know it was gonna happen. I just was like, "Okay." And I went to the studio. But we were so. I'll get a piece of paper for him. So, oh wait, draw this. So I was just like, I was like, um, you know what? Let me. I was I like, bet, let me just start bet, now. I bet Alexa would like to draw with you too. Ooh, Alexa you want to draw on the big on the front table? Alexa likes to draw. I'll get you some paper. But yeah, recording's awesome. Was the last thing you recorded was Alone in the Crowd? That was the last thing you recorded? All right, well, 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 hang on, guys. Hang let on me, let me think. Let me go think. back in the uh, the archive. <laughs> it had to have been. It had to have been the last thing. Okay. It had to have been because uh, what else did I do? Nothing. I don't. I'm just trying to think. Did I ever? Did someone say, "Hey, we're recording a song. You want to sing backing vocals or something like that?" But I don't right. think that even happened. Right. That was it. That was it. Huh. Um. It's you know. Be fun. Well, uh, you, you want to know? Uh, here, here's what I think. Is that recording and hardcore, that's all well and good. Right. It's all about the live show, but it, man. But it, it has to be live. Yeah. You, you don't understand it unless you are at a show and right. everyone's into it. And, like, 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 folks that listen to a record mm. are missing are missing a huge, you know, a huge part of this. Right. Uh, it, yeah. It's all about the live show. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, and that's why... Listen, we're we're gonna put it all out there. I mean, that's that. I I, I don't intend to to make my last hardcore <laughs> show a lousy one. Right. You know what no, I mean? Yeah, we're gonna have gonna be, and I will be there one hundred percent if it does not snow. Which, leave it on the map. Don't even, don't even, don't even. Because uh, yeah, put it out there. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. Well, just because I say it doesn't, it's not gonna change oh, the, the weather in the tri-state area. Oh no, my friend. I listen. I, I, I don't want it to. I'm a I'm a sailor, and one thing you never do is talk about the weather. You never, never, never. Because the next thing you know, right? Well. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be packed house. Yes. It's going to be fun. And yeah. I hope that, you know... And it's for... We're doing yeah, this. To me, it's, it's for the best of reasons. Right. You know, and that's why I appreciate Siv reaching back out to and, me yeah. to do this podcast yeah, for this reason. Because he has, you know, obviously a larger reach than I do. You know what I mean? So... I, I mean, I just... Listen, I just... I. I think about Howie, right? I haven't seen Howie probably as long as I haven't seen right. him. But Howie and I shared a lot of fun days, a lot of fun times in bands. He was always just like a fun dude. But were you at that show in, in Pennsylvania with... I think it was either... Sick of it all. Sick of it all or... I know Killing Time played. No. I I, I I never saw Killing Time outside of New York. So I'm gonna definitely give you the bones to a tree. So we we were playing this show. No, we weren't playing the show. We all drove up. I'll give you a quick Howie story. And this is how <laughs> I remember uh, a major. This was a major. This was major in just so many ways, right? But this was like very New York. This was very Howie. This was. Very, um, how it was separated. You know, but leaves all over that now. It was very separated from the New York scene. We were in like Pennsylvania, like Reading or like Wilkes Bar, one of those places. That's because it's far. 
That's because it's fall. That's right. Very good. No leaves at fall. And we so we go up to the place. It was like killing time, and I think sick of it all. But like um, Puerto Rican Mike and Fern came with us, even though Puerto Rican Mike wasn't Puerto Rican. But he was um, he was with us. All the sick for all guys, rest in, uh, some rest peace and guys. Jay Crackdown, a bunch of New York guys, like vanfuls of people went up to the show. And we get up there, and like one band plays or and something, and in between bands, and me and Howie are walking kind of like out from behind the stage across. And there's this this girl walks up to me and Howie, and she just starts flipping on Howie. And she's just like get out of here, you dirty effing Jew. I'm only saying that because there's kids around right now. I'm trying to keep my potty mouth down. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and the me, vernacular is getting cleaner yeah, because children to, here To the describe table. the table right now, yeah. Siv, is, Siv is at the head of the table, <laughs> and on one side uh, you, are, are us, the, the adults. On the other side, we've got uh, some, some or, drawing or artwork off, going on. Very good uh, artwork, I, I might some add. Offspring right. drawings offspring. But anyway, so, so, so this girl... Calls Howie. This is mid to late '80s. She calls Howie a dirty effing Jew, and we, coming from New York, <laughs> very mixed uh, scene. Yeah. We looked at each other and we started laughing. And I was like, "What year are you in?" I'm like, "What are you? You having like a 1940 like three moment, 1939 right, moment right. with these dirty Jews?" And we started laughing, and she was like venom, spit flying, and we were just laughing. And then all of a sudden, this, these skinhead dudes rolled up on us, and this guy punched Howie right in the eye. And I pushed the guy that punched Howie and was like, what the fuck is going on? And then there was like, all of a sudden, there was like five guys facing me, and it went from laughing to okay, we're going to back out of this right now. Mm-hmm. And Howie's just holding his eye. And we went in the back, and I was like, what the hell just happened? And then some of the hardcore kids were just like, yeah, dude, these guys are, there's a huge Nazi scene up here. And we're like, are you guys kidding me? So then we slowly start seeing it, like, assemble. And that moment with Howie was wound up being the catalyst for one of the craziest like fights and like hardcore history that I was involved in. Huh. So what? So oh, to, come on. So you tell. Well, the Don't show went on. The show went on. <laughs> the show went on, and it just got more and more sort of like stressful with people saying hi, people getting fights during the show, Jeez. dudes doing raps about stuff. But we were not in our safe place or happy place, which happens when you tour. And people right. don't know that anymore because it doesn't happen anymore. But we would get in Youth of Today, Girl Biscuits, we would get in fights, especially doing songs like Degradation. We would have to do that Degradation rap with dudes seek highly us in the middle of the country, in the South, or in, or in Pennsylvania, wherever we were, where there was pockets of, not the Pennsylvania, well, white power Nazis, but they, it happens, it ha- used to happen. Right. And we would have to, you know, walk the walk. And it wasn't just, you know, a song. You would have to play the shit live and you had to do it. And there was also an entire group of hardcore kids who were on your team that needed you to stand up for them and what you said. And that's basically what happened in, in, uh, after the show, where these kids were like, we hate these fucking guys. And, you know, we're with you guys if shit goes down. And at the end... 
everyone left except some of the hardcore kids, us trying to pack out our gear and get into the vans and all these white power dudes. And uh, I remember, I can't remember exactly the timeline, but Anthony Kamenali, the singer for uh, Killing Time, was, you know, a little skirmish broke out and Anthony was like, you know, got the fucking shit and he grabbed the table. And for us, Anthony was big. He was yeah. a pretty big guy. He was, yeah. big, he was yeah. big then. Yeah. And Anthony grabbed this wooden table with like a, a metal stand and he picked it up and smashed it. And when he smashed it, the both pieces of the table broke in half and like they both wound up in his hands. So and he had like those, nunchucks. And like just two big giant pieces of wood and he just like threw them on the floor and... And uh, I think he was like a shot putter in school, and uh, huh. and all so these kind of dudes were just like their their toughness went away for a minute. They were like, "Oh, that dude just broke a table in half," but we were still just like, "Let's get the hell out of here." And then there was a and then it just cleared out. There was just an empty club. We were near the stage with all our shit. They were all blocking the entrance, and uh, Pete Sick of it all had like a uh, Braveheart moment. He like went and like met in the met in the middle with their dude who had like you know yeah. swazi neck tats and shit. And uh, he's Pete. You see Pete trying to work it out, like to kind of like broker a deal for us to like walk out the front door. And he just turns around and looks at us and shakes it off. Oh, <laughs> oh man! And you know we had some maniacs with us. You know Fern and Mike and uh, Jay Crackdown. Guys like that. Yeah. So people started grabbing mic stands, yeah. breaking 40 bottles. Yeah. And it got to, we were like, in my mind, I was like, all right, we literally have to fight our way out of here to like, to survive this. Right. Because this is their place. Right. And Pete's Braveheart moment was shook it off and everybody stood up like and shrugged their shoulders like, okay. Started walking towards him and he turned around and he just goes... You want to fucking fight? All right, we'll fucking fight. And that was it. Everybody just got fired up and panicked and screamed and charged. And they bottlenecked trying to get out. And Jay Crackdown... Who was a... He... That was a good asset. Jay was the best. Uh, that was a good asset to have in that in, in that, that situation. situation. Well, you had Squirm was with us. Squirm oh, used to get yeah, really wild. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, we had some dudes. Yeah. And, uh... But Jay Crackdown... I remember as it was bottlenecking out into the street, I was running out into the street like we're, you know, everybody was filing out to get out of the club and kind of fight out in the street. And Jay Crackdown had a dude on the floor with his foot on his neck and he had a Snapple bottle recycling. Remember the recycling, like the cardboard or Snapple, like box yeah, 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 yeah. pop yeah. up? Yeah. And put a bag in him? Sure. He had that full of Snapple bottles, because that was the drink of hardcore people for a while, the iced tea. And he was taking the bottles and winding up and breaking them off this dude's face. But most of the time they weren't breaking. They, they were just bouncing, bouncing off oh, his face. Uh, which is even worse. And his face. Yeah, babe. Yeah, and his face looked like, all I could describe it as, for the viewers at home, for listeners at home, it looked like people were, st- like someone st- were stitched golf balls under his face. Oh. Uh, like so he was just nodding up. Nodding up, yeah. white knots. The whole left side of his face yeah. was just, and, and, and I was like, dude. <laughs> I found this funny, but I was just like, dude, like, I think you gotta stop. And he's like, fuck this guy. <laughs> Boom. Boom. And then his girlfriend, Victoria, was like, you gotta kill him. Stop. <laughs> 
and he and he he caught another three or four, and the, the dude just he didn't even move. He just laid there. He was conscious, but I think he rethought his uh, his his views. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, he rethought the views. <laughs> that was a dog. That was a very serious little dog. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Wow. We're going for a long time. Yeah. This is uh, this a this is a long one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, clearly, Siv and I uh, don't have much to talk about. <laughs> but my point was, Howie coming back in a room more paper. Howie was the catalyst for I think a changing of the guard in those kind of um, in those in those situations in those certain scenes where. Certain people ruled. I think there was a changing of the guard with the attitude that day, and the people that were there felt empowered that you know there were people who were willing to fight um, against well, certain injustice. Well, and I think that that kept going too, yeah. didn't it? I mean, well, I, you mean you go to a show? You go to shows now. You never really see that. Yeah. I mean, once in a while, I'm sure you'll you'll see it. Now it's so politically. Correct. It's it's kind of brutal. You have to watch, you know, everything everything you say, and it's it and that has its own um, downside. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I know. I'm gonna. I'm, gonna, I just, I'm probably. Won't even bring it up. I'm probably gonna regret this, but I'm gonna go ahead and say it anyway. Do it. Um, you know, I I like to consider myself at this point. I've, I've got a, a higher degree. I've studied the English language. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And uh, earlier, you had been telling an anecdote about being called P-word. Yes. Yeah. Right? You sound like a... And here's the thing. What people don't understand is that there are two P-words. It's not just one. Okay. And they're spelled exactly the same way. (laughs) Okay. Okay. One has to do with body parts. Correct. The other one actually comes from, I think it's an old English root... The word Percy. Okay. And so Percy is actually a corruption of a word Percy. And it means coward. Wow. Now and, and, and here's and here's and here's the thing. It's a gender neutral term. And I, I I put this to anyone with half a brain. Wow. Okay? Love this. It's like fascinating. It's not, it's not okay. When you hear the word "pussycat," yes. What do you think that means? It means scaredy cat. Okay. It doesn't mean vagina cat. Yes. Okay. So now that everyone understands this, oh, but no, but they, they I'm taking it back. Okay, take it back. I am taking it back. You've heard it here first. Okay, it is several things. It is a gender neutral term. Percy. Percy. What baby? That was worth it, right there. What's the date? Like, is it the twentieth? What's today's date? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, there's one style house. So we can't end it on that note, though, guys. No, but that was solid. No, now we're both got distracted doing right. kids. Yeah, yes, we are. I'm telling right. you, the dates you're Sid's drawing. now drawing houses. Right, you're so figuring so out the calendar. So you know what we'll do? We will. Uh, I will give everybody the uh, GoFundMe link. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, and, uh, Which is the main reason why we got together right. and, today. And I'll give yes. you Howie's PayPal. 
too because it, you know, some people yes. in Europe and stuff like that yes. they couldn't do the GoFundMe. Okay, so um, so if you cannot make. Obviously, the Philly show is a tiny bit of whatever. But if you can't make it to Philly and you don't get the chance to get a ticket before it sells out, then there are other options for you in order to help out Howie. One of the two options are if you go to GoFundMe, it's GoFundMe.com slash AIAC dash benefit dash for Dash Howie. GoFundMe.com slash AIAC benefit for Howie. You will find it there. And if anyone doesn't understand, AIAC is alone in the crowd. So one more time, GoFundMe.com slash AIAC dash benefit dash for F-O-R dash Howie. And... I have it in my link too. Yeah, I mean, my Instagram. That's exactly where I'm reading it from. Oh, nice. Um, if you follow um, Alone in a Crowd on Instagram, we now have a page. Yeah, right. If you go to Instagram and you just search Alone in a Crowd, it's the only one that's going to come up. Alone in a Crowd, MYHC. But just type in Alone in the Crowd. The link in their bio on Instagram is the GoFundMe link. Okay, as long as, as well as if you follow Howie, who this is all for on Instagram, just type in, just type in Howie in a crowd. It'll come up. His, the link in his bio is also the GoFundMe. So... Jules, there is also a PayPal, correct? There, there is, and where and you can actually donate as well. And here's the problem: I don't. There's know no problems. What that is? You, oh, so, okay. So I'll have to, I'll have to send it to you. Actually, you know what? Let me. Okay. It may be, it may be no, right up on stuff no, already. We're going to put this out there right now. So we've been talking for. Two and a half hours. Oh dear, is that bad? No, <laughs> people are going to be like, "This is the longest, most boring thing I've ever listened to." Yeah. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think people are going to. Uh... Okay. Um, shit. Well, it's the first time there was like silence. Yeah, yeah. Dead air, dead air on uh, 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 talk radio. Not a good I thing. Have, right? I have a. I'm looking, trying to look. I'm okay. fine with it too. We've got a bunch of old guys looking at their phones. Well, That's what's happening happen right basically. now. Basically, I'm like, I'm gonna figure this out because no. I was looking at Howie's thing too. Anyway, but there is a PayPal, and we will certainly get that out to the people. Okay, PayPal is paypal.me slash healthy Howard. PayPal.me slash Healthy Howard. Okay? Good. Once again, it's a crazy show if you can make it there. And um, it is, once again, Nowhere Roads, Search, Letdown, Breakaway, Maximum Penalty, Pagan Babies, Terra, and Alone in a Crowd, which is their second and last show <laughs> Ever. <laughs> oh, the band that played one show. 30 years ago. reunion, and then that's the last show again. Yeah. And it's kind of poetic. People are going to be like, oh, fucking reunion shows, right? Oh, God. There's always going to be that one well, asshole. And, 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 and here's, you know, here's the thing. Um, I would never have done it 
Yeah, if, it, if it wasn't to do some some uh, real good, obviously, right? You know, this isn't this isn't I was for me. Pretty uh, surprised. I was like, "Damn, Jules is coming out." Damn, yeah, coming out. It's like when Mike Judge came back. Yeah, it's like a unicorn. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, come to the show. Yes, come yeah, to the show. Less than fifty tickets left. They're going to be gone. And that was that, and that's now. That's as of a couple of days ago. Now today's technically I'll, I'll break. It. Today's the nineteenth. This isn't coming out until the thirtieth. So if it's sold out, follow the links that we told you. Follow alone in the crowd and Howie in the crowd on Instagram. You know, follow Siv underscore GB on Instagram too. I only have it. With the underscore GB because I got hacked by some sort of weird jihadist guy and he stole my first Civ Instagram. Oh. Hurts me a little because it just said Civ and it was cooler. Yeah, it was cooler. <laughs> I don't like underscores. They bother me. I have like OCD where I'm very anal with certain things. I do not like the underscore. I, got, I woke up to a bunch of messages like, yo, bro, I think you got hacked. And, and I did. And That's I was not like, good. So I, I, I had another Instagram from, a, from this tattooing thing that I had. So I politely uh, DM the person. I said, "Hey, great job hacking me. Well done. Right. But well done. Can you? Can I have my Instagram <laughs> back? I'm not. I'm not really. Were you trying to sell it to you? It's just like no. It was like a holy war thing. I was just and I just said, okay, forget it. Really? It was a like, holy war thing. Good morning, effort. You know, I, 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 I would, I would like, never figure great. Gorilla Biscuits to be a target of jihad, but that's. You know. I know. I didn't either. But you know what? I, I found out later on. They look for. Something like they look for something if your email isn't in your thing, they can hack you through your email. And if you have X amount of followers, they want to get their message out to your followers. Oh, so people have too much time. Well, do the work yourself if, well, you, have, if you have well, such a cause. Uh, well played, yeah. Well, played. hackers, well played, <laughs> assholes. <laughs> well, well played. I, yeah, I got over it in about ten seconds. There you go. Well, listen, I want to. I want to just before you know we we finish this. I want to yes. thank you both, Sim. Thanks for reaching out to me and. And and thank you very much. This is a great, you know, podcasts are a new thing for me. Me too. And and I just, uh, you know, I'm amazed that uh, I'm amazed at what you guys are doing with this kind of stuff. The only one I listened to was uh, Joe Rogan because he had John Joseph on. Yeah. (laughs) I had John. That's pretty good. Yeah. John loves this stuff. You should go back in my archives there. I'll go back. Well, but but there's 83 of them, right? 87? This is number 87. Really, technically about 101. Holy Because I did, I did this. There's about 15 or 16 or so, like, short 15, 20-minute ones, which don't count as a full episode that don't have a number. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. So this is number 87 of full-length well, thank, episodes. Well, thank you so much, and thank you for helping, Howie. This is a big deal. Anytime. And, I mean, uh, it's, you know... And it's, I want to thank everyone in advance for listening and people who are going to generously give and uh, you're... You're doing, you know, charity yeah. begins at home, and this is a family, and we do need help. And I'm not ashamed to ask uh, people to help for, you know, for especially for the people that gave a lot. Um, and how he's kind of like a secret unsung hero, like that he's not like a dude that's in everyone's face, but he was there, and he's been there, and he was around, and we had a lot of good times with him. And trust me when I say you're, you're giving to a, a good person, probably. One of the rare people that no one has like bad things to say. Like, yeah, he. he I, I think I've described him as like the karma-free yeah. individual. I mean, you know, uh, he was probably one of the nicest guys back yeah. in the day, and yeah. uh, he still is. I was it, gonna say I haven't seen him in a while. I can be. A well, he was a macro. He's a macrobiotic chef. Yes. He goes. Wow. He goes to people's houses like when they have like 
they're recovering from cancer treatment uh, or whatever, yeah. and he goes and cooks for them. I mean, uh, come on. Howie, if you're listening, you, you even got nice. You're so annoying. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Stop being so nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're making us all look bad. God. <laughs> all right. Well, for all the hate. Well, I don't know. Do you have a, like? Do you do a, uh, like a no, no? I, I like I said, like in the beginning, I don't. It's jeweled message. Excelsior. It's just that you know. If please, like you could share this, share it from the from Siv's Instagram or whatever, because well, just share it, get the word out. Um, follow this. I mean, I don't know where you're listening to this, but every you could all social media. It's, it's at the Brooklyn Blast Furnace. Um, on iTunes, SoundCloud, all that. Everything is at the Brooklyn Blast Furnace, except for Twitter. Twitter is Blast Furnace NYC. Other than that, that's where you can find me. Please share this. Just Not because it's my podcast to share it, to get more help for Howie. That's it. And get the word out there. Word. Word. Anything else? Word. Yeah. Oh, what I wanted to say. You want? You guys want to end on a song? Can I attach a song at the end of this? Do a, do a Lone and Crowd song. Okay. Or or Call no, no no because listen we only got four uh, no you this know what you should do no Alex! <laughs> I love that there's a story behind that oh I love a new a new story that's What's... living a lie oh uh, yeah living a lie there's a, there's a new story behind that but I don't want to say anything about what it. song you want to attach um, oh jeez alone uh, in the crowd song you know what you should do what? you should do the Civ song where you used my freaking rap oh my at the God. beginning of the song you know people think that's what song is that putting on an act that just says <laughs> yeah yeah, but by the way, am I supposed to take offense to that? <laughs> no, that was that was that was uh, that was with Excuse love. <laughs> I want to see Luke going off to his own music. That's, right? Yeah, that's the best thing ever. Yeah, no, that's the one you got to do. That's the one you got to do. You got to put the Sim song where Luke, uh, where Jules is the intro. What's the name of the song? I don't know. He knows. How do you not know? You guys are bummed out. <laughs> okay, I'll think of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna let her in a second, but she might smell like cat poop, so I'm gonna leave her out there. Nice, Jules. What freaking song is that? Oh, I don't know. You putting you on it. You put it on a record. Oh my god, Eddie, give me one second. My brain's gonna explode if you bring up Olive one more time. You just need to look it up on your phone. I do need to look it up my phone. Anyway, we'll give, give it. We'll second. give it to you. What record is it off of? Set, yeah, your, set goal. your goals. Okay. So trust. What is it's it? It's called trust. Can you pull it up to see if Jules starts it? Because it's Jules. Trust up to your hands? Yes. See if uh, Jules starts that with a live thing where he calls everybody the keyword. Right, right. That's, yeah, that's putting on an act that just isn't working. Okay. I think he. I think Jules does the intro. Trust slips through your hands by Siv is how we're closing this out. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks All right. for having us. Right. Anytime. 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 We're over here now. Yes, hurry up, say bye. That was my daughter, Little Miss Blast Furnace. She has her own little episode. We're over here now. This is a brand new song. Which fucking rocks. Luke from Warzone wrote it. Come on, fucking give a hand for Luke. Jesus Christ, what are you, a bunch of pussies? Now I want to see Luke going off to his music. We're waiting for this guy to tune.